Welcome to Video City, where there's no membership required, and what kind of hospital is this? What kind of hospital is this? I'm Brent. I'm Joe. And I'm Travis. And today, it's so good to be back, we'll get to that. We are watching Free Jack, the 1992 film starring Emilio Estevez, uh, Mick Jagger, Rene Russo, Anthony Hopkins, and a whole... Fun little cast of critters and characters. Joe, this was your choice. Tell us about Free Jack. So Free Jack was on in my house a lot when I was a kid because it would come on USA and TNT all the time. And my dad loved Mick Jagger, and he thought that was the coolest thing that he was in a movie. Okay. And it has like a 3D titty bar at one point. That's true. 3D nudes, I Which think. Which is... I think all nudes are. In right. Person. <laughs> yeah, that's it's. We'll get to. That. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I literally have the same note. Yeah. Like. Okay. That's just called being in person. And and but you okay so you get the 3D nudes thing and Papa Chuck was like let's go yeah but it's on TNT so there's no there's no titty there's none there's one titty in the movie is at there? least I think yeah I have we have a titty is what I had was it a down. background one I think so okay I think they go to like a strip club. And they pass one. That's it. There's a titty. There's one. I think it's a lady with one boob out. Singular. A singular titty. Okay. Yeah. A, but yeah, we breast. would watch it edited, so there'd be nothing. Uh, right. But there'd be implied titty. Yeah, which is kind of hot. That, those were the days you just kind of had to make, too. I mean, we, we didn't have HBO. Or YouTube. Or, or, not or internet. <laughs> yeah, the internet. Red tube. We did not Porno. connect the phone Other to the sites. wall yet yeah. with the computer box. Yeah. But yeah, we watched it a lot. I don't remember much of it before going into this. All mm. I remembered was one scene specifically where Mick Jagger is talking to Emilio through his tank. Yes. And I remembered really liking it, which was flawed. Okay. <laughs> now, a little <laughs> background info here um, to, to the fair listener. So as, as I've, I've mentioned, I think, in a previous episode, we record these in batches. Uh, Free Jack was part of the original batch. It was Joe's first singular you know his unique choice my first pick his first pick we watched it we did our first session we ran a little long so we're like all right we're going to come back next time we're going to do free jack in the meantime my back exploded we won't get into the whole thing but we're now recording this much later than we originally intended to so joe re-watched free jack and you're we'll get to it but you just had a bit of a change of heart with what how you felt about them i think the first time the nostalgia got me a lot Mm -hmm. so i've was just really up on this movie. And then I watched it again, and I, I actually watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was my first mistake. Aha, uh-huh. you watched it with a critical eye and not yes. a nostalgic eye. You fool. I know. Yeah. <laughs> all the little lens was gone, and all I could see was Emilio. Yeah. And he's... Stinking he's, up the place. Yep, yep. Travis, did you uh, ever... Did you have any memories of this? Have you seen this? No. Um, I never heard of this until Joe brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know, can't believe it. Yeah. I, I know. Well, I do know. So here's the problem that when it came out in 1992, I was busy watching Emilio Estevez coach the Mighty Ducks to yes. a championship. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I never watched as a kid. Wow. Have you seen the Mighty Ducks? I saw it later on, like in my 20s. Okay. And I was like, this is a fucking what about movie D3? About Which my, one has the, the fat kid with the knuckle puck? Is that two? Two is when they go to the Olympics. I like yeah. two. Two is good. Yeah. I like Air Bud. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the fat kid with the knuckle pucks. The I, uh, longest running SNL cast member. I like Bad Keenan News Thompson. Bears Oh, it was Keenan? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was that guy that got on meth and like dropped all that weight. Uh, that's Goldberg. Oh. 
the wrestler? Goldberg. <laughs> the goalie. Goldberg. Okay. I, was like, look, I don't remember the Mighty Ducks at all. I remember seeing it in theaters, but like... Couldn't I've seen that movie so many times. So Good that's what I was doing in 1992. Uh, I yeah. was... Uh, I was not looking at 3D boobies. You were being seven. 3D, uh, yeah, exactly. 3D nudes. Well, I guess six at this point. Yeah. Well, 92. That would have been seven. But January. Oh, well, I would have okay. been seven. Yeah. I would have been six. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. We're giving up way too personal information. <laughs> it's like, and my social security number <laughs> is... Yeah. Three. Is, yeah. Is yes. That is my social security number. Uh, I, too, had never... Uh, seen or heard of this fucking movie. Y'all did not have nerdy enough dads. That's very true. Uh, my dad... What is the last movie I can remember watching with my dad? Oh, one of the few is actually one of the next movies we're going to review that I remember seeing with my family. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so we'll get to that. But anyway, let's hop to it. Uh, Free Jack, directed by Jeff Murphy and starring Emilio Estevez, Rene Russo, Mick Jagger, and Anthony Hopkins, along with a surprisingly interesting supporting cast. 1992's Free Jack is a sci-fi action romp that shows us a vision of the hellish future landscape of America that was 2009. Thanks, Obama. Free Jack tells the story of Formula One racer Alex Furlong, played by Estevez, who is transported into the future to serve as essentially a meat puppet for the consciousness of some super wealthy dickhead played by, well, that's a spoiler, and we'll get to that later. That's the mystery. Uh, Estevez escapes and becomes what is called a free jack, and that's what they call these escaped meat puppets. And he's chased by bone jackers who... You know what? Fuck it. Let's uh, never mind. Let's just. Rene Russo plays Furlong's girlfriend Julie. Mick Jagger plays the mercenary Vicendic, and Anthony Hopkins plays nebulous corporate overlord McLandis. The supporting cast includes Jonathan Banks, most uh, recently famously known as Mike Ehrmantraut uh, from AMC's Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. New York Dolls singer David Johansson slash Buster Poindexter, and So I Married Nax Murderers Amanda Plummer. So. That is kind of the, you know, nuts and bolts of the ordeal. Uh, it's kind of funny. There's a little bit of a... I was able to find some clips of Anthony Hopkins talking about this movie. Oh, no. Uh, on, I, I was it Leno? One of the late night talk shows. And they're kind of flipping through some pictures. And one is him with Emilio Estevez and Mick Jagger. And he's like... Yes, that was a terrible movie. <laughs> He's just like <laughs> completely fucking dismissed. Not wrong. Does not want to talk about it. We had it. just done Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, coming off a banger, what a follow-up to that iconic performance. So it's like Double Dragon, where he just went from being T2, mm-hmm. and then was, what was his name, Geisman? Uh, yeah, v- nobody Geisman. wants to party with Victor Geisman. Yeah, Victor Geisman. Yeah, so these guys just drop off immediately and yeah. just go into shit movies. Yep, yeah. They gotta just, you know, this is just the money. It's like, okay, you know, I got the fame coming in. But now I can be a little more selective, but I got to keep, you know, the big mansion or whatever. That, that was one for them, all right? His next one was one for him. Yeah, he's got to keep the Ortolan supply coming in, you know, because he's rich and famous and awful now. So, Joe, tell us a little bit about what was going on in the time of Free Jack. Not 2009, the time of its release, 1992. All right, that's easier. So it was released January 17th, 1992. The number one movie that people actually wanted to go see and spend money on was The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Ooh, yeah. Which I've never seen. But I've heard about it and I've seen it parodied a thousand times. Mm-hmm. The number one song, though, Michael Jackson's Black or White. Oh, one of the lesser ones. Not a fan of Black or White. What? That's okay. Video was awesome. The video was great. Is that the one where everyone's faces are like... Are they morphing into other people, or is it just a bunch of people? I think it's just a bunch of people. Okay. But I also haven't seen it just since it was on TV. I like okay. the morphing idea. Should there was a it. video that did that, but that might be a later music video that I'm trying to think of. Where like, like, they're kind of like transforming into like 
you know, because oh, it's all people, all the you know, yeah, the, oh, yeah, the colors of the Benetton it. rainbow. It. You know, it does that at the end. Yeah, United Colors of Benetton. That's what I was thinking. Oh. Of. Now on the alternative charts, it's way less fun. Okay, it's Mysterious Ways by U two. Oh. I don't even think I know Mysterious Ways. Then it's probably for the best. Yeah, yeah. it's not one of their bangers. Okay, out yeah. of their two bangers. This is not one. What is what? Are, what do you consider the two U two bangers? I don't know. It's those two off Joshua Tree that sound the exact fucking same. Do you like uh, Bloody Sunday? Bloody Sunday? No. Oh, I love that song. I don't like Bono to begin with. Well, no, yeah. I mean, that goes without saying. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not I mean, you I mean to his voice. Fucking per- okay. <laughs> what is it? What is it though? It's like the man. with or without you, and that sounds exactly yeah. like that other one on there. Okay. But I haven't listened to it in a long time. That's fair. Travis, what's your favorite U two song? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, <clears throat> About that, uh, is it have, uh, uh, is it the one where he goes? Uh, is it Vertigo? Oh no! Hello, hello, hola! hola. <laughs> That's all. I, all I can think about now is when we talk about you two. Is the South Park episode? Because that's what he does whenever he busts in on any scene. He goes, "Hello, hello!" Okay. And it just the whole thing is about Randy taking the world's largest largest shit. Okay, only to come to find out that Bono's pissed because Bono is actually. The, the world's, world's largest, largest piece of shit. shit. Okay, I got it. But anytime he enters his room, he goes, hello, hello. Hola. <laughs> um, do they all say hola? Because they should. No, they That'd don't. I just, Wasted opportunity right there. Well, it's there. South Park. They're fucking hacks. Anyway, glad you're keeping us up to date <laughs> on, on that show. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, so continue, Joe, please. Okay, well, on CBS tonight, it's the debut episode of mid-season replacement, Tequila and Bonetti. Now, this show is a... Spin-off adaptation remake. I thought you were just going to say made a, up. A spiritual successor. <laughs> of Turner and Hooch. Hell yeah. <laughs> but instead of Tom Hanks, we get Bonetti. Nico uh-huh. Bonetti. He's a policeman from New York City and proud Italian who likes to drive around in his rose-colored Cadillac. Oh, fuck yeah. I wrote a lot about this, but this show just sounds fucking stupid. Well, give it to us. Well, who, who plays Bonetti? Who's, who's oh, the Italian? I is Benetti, I'm guessing that Benetti's the Italian. He's the Italian. I didn't. He was not worth mentioning. <laughs> It'd be funny if Benetti was the dog and Tequila was the Italian. Well, Tequila is a hey, large... Tequila! He's a large burrito-eating French Mastiff. Oh, shit, that is a really big dog. And also, there's a character named Angela Garcia who joined the department after her policeman husband's death, which mm-hmm. she kept a secret from her young daughter. Classic. Their boss... How does that work? Where's what? dad at? Don't worry about it. Yep. Yeah, he died. Oh, he's out. Well, I'm sure she said he died. Maybe he went out for cigarettes. Oh, the but it boss was Mendoza. just wants to write yeah. screenplays. And oh, one thing that differentiates this from Turner and Hooch is the audience can hear the dog's thoughts. Oh, fuck. So they sprinkled in a little oh, bit. Oh, they did a little bit of like, talking. look who's talking. Yeah, exactly. Well, look who's talking now. Now. The third one. Two? No, two is two. That had the two now babies. Now is the third one with now the daughter. Wait, the babies were always talking, right? That was the thing yeah. about yeah. Look Who's It talking. was Bruce Willis alone in the first one. Then it was Bruce Willis and Roseanne in the second one. As the voices of the baby yeah. son and daughter. And then we got the dogs in the third one. That's right. That was right. Look Who's Talking. That's correct. Because now it was the pets. Now it's the pets. That movie. That's fucking stunk. awful. If you're going to, like, you can really yeah. just watch any movie that, like, a, a whimsical animal does a thing. It's always better if they don't talk. Because animals are Not cute and expressive. True. Give me a fucking example. Okay, there was a marathon on one time. I think it was on TBS. <laughs> okay. And it was Luke who's talking now, and then Turner and, or not Turner and Hooch, uh, Milo and Otis. Milo and Otis. I was about to say, you know what? Fucking Milo and Otis, which is, is the, the most long drag of a movie ever. 
Is it? I, I have not. We should probably put that on the list. I it's have not seen like, that since I think I was like four. Oh, look, there goes Milo. Yeah, He's playing go. in the brush. But it's a narrator, right? <laughs> yeah. But are they talking? They don't talk. Okay, the animals don't talk. It's just a it's narrator. It's just a narrator. Whimsically Giving narrating. them a storyline. Yeah. Okay, wait. <laughs> you know what? We should be talking about Free Jack, but I'd rather talk about this. So, Homeward Bound. Yes. Saddest movie ever. Very. But did they talk in the first one? Yeah. 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 It was their thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would talk to each other. Okay, but it was like Michael ESP. J. Fox is one of the dogs. You know what? Fine. I'm going to... Please forget everything that I just said for the last 15 minutes. It's fine when they talk. It's when they make their mouths move. Yeah, it's when they peanut butter tongue them. Yeah, that's when it gets bad. Yeah. Anyway, you ever remember Marley and me speaking of pet movies? So January 1st, <laughs> the New York City Transit Fair raises from $1.15 to $1.25. Hmm. January 8th, George H.W. Bush gets ill and vomits on the Japanese prime minister's lap, which I learned about from Mad Magazine back then. Yeah. I think I learned about it. Did Dana Carvey do his skit on SNL? I'm assuming on SNL something was done. He probably did something terrible. I remember that, like, that is a formative memory. Like, that's early. It's that and, like... It's not often a president barfs on someone. On another head of state. Anyone. Or anyone, (laughs) much less... You know, See, what? I've, I, I've pulled that same move too to a friend of mine. You puked on someone's lap. Yeah, well, I let him know it was coming. And fortunately, it was in the back of a truck, so there wasn't really that, anywhere to go. Yeah, but I was like, I'm so sorry. And they go, Why? Just, just wait just for like, it. It's so warm. It, like, oh sorry, no! Oh, come on, man. All right, we cannot get into barfing in the back of truck stories. Uh, well, I had one to add, but it's fine. Okay, we'll move on. Um, maybe for another day. So well, January thirteenth. American serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer pleads guilty but insane. Okay. And on January 28th, Michael Jordan leads the Chicago Bulls to a loss against the San Antonio Spurs. Against the Spurs? Yep, against the Spurs. Especially like the 90s Spurs. Were they good? Early 90s Spurs. But it was was a close game. It was 104 to 109. Okay, okay. yeah. Rook sounds exciting. And that's pretty much January of 1992. Well, now that we're all cut up, I guess it's time to dive in. Free Jack. Time to get jacking. Time to get jacked. All right. Uh, bone jacked. So would you rather be a free jack or a bone jacker? It always seems to be funner to be the, uh, the free jack, although you probably I love to die. jack my bone. I, I, I highly doubt there's a lot of free jacks running well, around. Just yeah. these particular scientists, they weren't ready for the uh, likes of... I can see there being more. Alex like Lower quality ones that don't have quite the big bounty. I can see them escaping. Lesser free jacks? Yeah. That aren't just Emilio Estevez. We never see people. one. You think this kind of movie would like, He'd run into a second some, free yeah, jack? the rebel, like the free jack or there's hive. The, oh, island, yeah. the yeah. island of the free jacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's no implication there's any other free jack. So, nice little kind of opening, uh, opening segment here. It's just like kind of a weird landscape with clouds in the background. It has nothing really to do... No, it's just one of those good movie. 80s sci-fi movie openings. Yeah, uh, we have this slanted kind of computer. It looks like the fucking Metal Gear Solid yep. like you know text thing or uh, font. That's what I'm looking for. We get the supporting cast. How did I forget to mention Grand Bush? And when I saw this, I was like, "That's a fucking that's a name." Grand Bush, though, first off, fantastic in this movie. We'll get to him when he appears. But better known maybe to people of our generation as the Street Fighter. Real live action John Claude Van Damme movies Balrog the boxer. So who did he play in this? He plays the uh, he's the bodyguard. He's like the oh Boone. Yeah, he plays Boone. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's Boone. 
Um, I thought he was great in this. I yeah. thought his the little bit that he's on, he's a he's a real. He's treat. always carrying I, a sword. I do like how he goes from like background character that no one cares about to suddenly just has all the lines yeah. in that one face off. Oh yeah, like he gets like all the witty one liners and all that stuff. Yeah, he's fucking fantastic. So we get these uh, over this kind of uh, smoky background. We start to see these vehicles kind of uh, approach. This is the hellscape that was 2009. The Affordable Care Act has just passed Congress. And just like my uncle said it would, (laughs) America's gone to shit. (laughs) Roving gangs of people trying to take bodies and organs. Just, you know, we get this kind of, it's it's a teaser of what's to come. And we flash back to Emilio Estevez's fucking but. thumper in bed <laughs> like that he got he got a fucking dumper on him uh oh, here comes girlfriend or uh annoying older sister to come in to bother him yeah it's a little weird here's here's renee russo um you know great i i definitely should have made notes about what else she's been in because it's a lot of better movies than this this bedroom is a fucking early 90s nightmare and these two have the least on-screen chemistry i've ever seen uh you say that, Joe, but consider that Emilio Estevez's chemistry with everyone in this movie is the worst <laughs> chemistry that I've ever seen. But I guess so with it, Rene Russo, it's even worse. Well, there's, they're supposed to have some. Yeah, they're, they're, they fucking. Kind of. Uh, well, it's implied. Mm. We'll get... Okay, so we flash back to the future. <laughs> so now we see Mick Jagger with this Spaceballs-ass helmet on. Uh, that way leading. you know it's the future. That's how we know it's the future, because it's the futuristic helmet. We cut back, and this is, I gotta say, a little ahead of its time, because Emilio Estevez's character is a Formula One racer, and that's like the shit right now. Are kids still into F1? It's Yeah, it's made that resurgence, especially with the uh, the Netflix series that's come out a couple years ago. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay, I got a buddy who's like, there, he's yeah, got the fucking... It's got, kid, people have gotten wildly into F1 over the last couple years. Mm-hmm. Um I had no idea. I've like always seen this F1 is, cars. This isn't even real F1. This is like bootleg street <laughs> F1 racing. Like <laughs> so, it's it's the Tokyo Drift Fast and Furious. Yeah, this is yeah, this is this is F1 Tokyo Drift. This is movie three. So he's like so Emilio Estevez's character, uh, um, Furlong, Alex, yeah, Alex Furlong. Uh, he apparently just whips ass. We don't see anyone else really driving against him. He's so ahead. He just clears this. Rene Russo comes up and hugs him. His much taller girlfriend. Well, you know. <laughs> well, depending on the scene. Yeah. So right now, with, when they walk next to each other, she's towering over. Yeah. He, him. And then when they giant. stop to speak to one another, he's magically yeah, right four inches taller shot, than her. He's definitely taller than <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah. We get. He's either on lifts or it's forced perspective, but he looks a good three inches taller now. They than called her. in fucking uh, Peter Jackson to do what he did with the Hobbits and Lord of the Rings, like the forced perspective <laughs> thing. There, Rene Russo is actually twenty feet further in the. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah um he's like furlong's whole deal is he's like the wow i'm cool i'm a race car driver i got all these cool one-liners emilio estevez cannot read a fucking no, line to save his none life. of the one-liners are good he's so awkward oh i think they we just kiss. had the first nibble we had my the ear. first nibble my ear which was going to be the other alternate opening line for this but it's too gross nibble is here for luck you know that's a hot thing so we keep kind of we see now that in the future, Mick Jagger and his Jaggernauts have made it to the same racetrack that we just saw Alex racing on. So we go, ah, this is the future. I kind of get what we're getting into here. If you had not heard my wonderful rundown synopsis of the plot, you'd be like, what's going on here? Ah, it's the future. All right. 
what the fuck was that show called? <laughs> oh, yeah. Which one? The one with McJaggernauts. Oh, that was uh, Flight of the Concords. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear the song. Ah, I'm jamming out with the McJaggernauts. Yeah, the Bowie's yeah, in I space. Guess, I guess context would have been nice there. Yeah. All right, so this scene, <laughs> Emilio is meeting his, his scummy agent, Brad, who's mm. played by Johansson. Mm-hmm. He's introducing him to some you know, reps from companies that want to sponsor him for stuff. Mm. He immediately blows them off like, I'm too cool for reps, while wearing his jacket covered Co- in fucking patches <laughs> yeah. from companies. Mm-hmm. Looking like like a modern UFC fighter, just yeah. like slapped with all these fucking logos. Like He's anyone got, with a logo, it's on his jacket. Yeah, we have Miller Lite in the background. Oh, MGD. You get oh, Miller Genuine, dra- the champagne yes. of beers. Probably Condom Depot. That's a real throwback <laughs> for old UFC fans. Uh, yeah, we go back. We know it's the future also because when Jagger puts his uh, visor down on his Spaceballs helmet, it's like green kind of augmented virtual reality kind yeah, of like deal. just vertices everywhere yeah little x yeah cro- vertices parallaxes Ooh. parallaxes perhaps paralyze paralyzes no well that's gonna happen here to alex in a bit so we get to alex is about to start a race and it's not a particularly dangerous looking race <laughs> But in the future, we hear, no, we've got to, this is where it happens. Yeah. And we get shots. Fucking Bob from La Bamba is sitting there telling him. <laughs> <laughs> I popped so hard for he that. Was in La- <laughs> He's the one that's like, Richie! Oh, that's another movie we got to watch. Holy I shit. got so happy when I saw Bob. That rules. So we, we, they're, they're clipping, kind of focusing on this shot of... A fucking F1 car just in midair. Somehow it launches like 16 feet yeah, up. About to just smash into a fucking... Just overpass. Overpass, yeah. And it's like, I've seen like F1 crashes, but they're usually like spin out, tumble type yeah. things. Uh, we get a great shot of his body. They're trying, to, they're trying to jack into his body. And they kind of zoom into this little computer thing of this little... Fucking Virtua Fighter on Sega, like polygon no looking details, ass driver. Pointy feet. Yeah. Well, his feet are his, forward because his he's legs driving. just end in points. <laughs> well, what you don't know about F one is you've got a fucking plie the whole on point the whole time when you're uh, pressing those pedals. Oh, we're never gonna get through this. <laughs> it's way too good. But one thing I really do like about this is how they don't explain what's happening. Mm-hmm. I, that's really rare for its time. They don't yeah. go into the deep like. Now in the future, we're going to steal this body so we can give it to someone else, and that's right. what's happening. Yeah, Jagger does not go like we've got no, this like, body to this guy. Let's get him. Let's get him. I, I'm absolutely going to butcher Jagger's. Not accent. as bad as Emilio does later. That's true. Yeah, he goes full Schwarzenegger on it. <sighs> but the thing is, I just don't understand how his car gets launched so high to where he just has to explode into well, an overpass. He, here's, here's he the bigger problem. He clips a wheel of a driver in front of him. So which one wheel... Launches him? Yeah, which, okay, I'm no physicist. I'm just a simple country lawyer. But, like, the wheel... One wheel <laughs> hits the other guy's wheel, and instead of it spinning him out, or you would think maybe go to the left, it's just fucking just boring. Vertical. Like, just straight... Like, he hits a so ramp. one wheel's going very fast, and then you have a second wheel going very fast... If you have two fast wheels going fast, it makes you go extra fast. It makes right, you fly. That's, yes. so that's how he flew. It's now, like a booster in F0. Yeah, exactly. You know? So here's the problem. You're on an F1 track. Why in the fuck is there an overpass? Right. 
Who's driving over the track right, mid race? This? It, what this That's is, what I'm telling you. This is bootleg F1. Yeah. yeah. This is what this is. Is they they retrofitted a fucking uh, go kart course, and they're like, let's yeah. put some. This F1s is down by the airport, mm-hmm. and you know, cars need to use it. Yeah. If you look real close, you see the putt putt court in the in the background. We do get a fantastic fucking explosion. Good explosion. Oh, yeah. That car hits. No, the explosions in this movie are great. Real good. Yeah. We gotta we gotta say, I the effects for the most part. Are decent as long as they're not doing blue screen. They look really good. Yeah, the blue, the blue slash green, whatever. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Yeah, this would have been. I think blue is back when it was all film, and then green was digital. Green was digital. Really? Yeah. I never. Today I learned. That's awesome. Hey, there you go. So we get to um, watch me be fucking wrong as hell. <laughs> <laughs> but I said it. Confidently. It's good that we're doing this in early episodes, so most people won't go back to get mad at us if we ever develop a following. Uh, so we flash forward, and wow. You would think that Emilio Estevez was vaporized and turned into, you know, goo, but now he's in the back of this really weird uh, like tank a- with guys wearing microwave suits. These are just sauna suits. Yeah. Like, that's what they're it like is. like the emergency blankets. They're trying to the look like, yeah. they're trying to give that clean room effect, but instead of wearing all white, they're just wearing sauna suits. It's, it's just, this is future scrubs. Just scrubs. Yeah. Yeah, instead of just like blue, you know, blue scrubs that you see at like every fucking hospital, it's this is the future, so they're shiny. That makes see. sense. Yeah, kind of Shi- shiny, future shiny, Shi- future shiny, oh, they, future is shiny. So then they saran wrap them, right? You got to mm. put the cling wrap on, and then they just go on their way. But this is when it gets shit gets real. So they pull out their lobotomy laser yeah. shooter. They're just gonna drill a hole in his head, but then. We have kind of like the counter insurgency. And that was when he yells the what kind of hospital is this? That's right. What kind of hospital is this? Uh, great line read. Fantastic. Emilio's top notch. He's a fantastic actor. How many Oscars has he won? None. <laughs> oh, wow. Not even the lifetime. So, so do we ever find out who leads this counterinsurgency that's helping him? No. I think it's just like everything so violent in the future. People, you know, just that looks like a valuable that, that, caravan. That was an army of people on these buildings that are very much willing to die mm-hmm. uh, to, to fight these bone jackers. No, you know, it's the future. It's a rough place. People all, because if you steal the free jack, you get the money for it. I assume. Or like a bounty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They do have a reward out for it. So them. they're trying to free the free jack to then turn the free jack in. Or and maybe get the these bounty. people hate bone jackers and they're trying to free the free jack. I hate a bone jacker. Maybe they're a, like a free jack no, liberation don't. front. <laughs> I hate those who jack bones. Maybe so. I don't know. I would think they'd they don't, be cool they if they don't were tell a freedom us. movement. Yeah, there's no thing. But they come after him. We've got a bazooka like very, very early on in here. People loved fucking bazookas uh, in the 90s. Uh, but. So now Emilio's trying to escape. He finds this fucking kitted out taxi, a battle taxi, a crazy taxi, if you will. Ooh, for Dreamcast. And he, the driver immediately points a fucking gun at him. And Emilio's like, hey, I'm just trying to get to this one place. And for some reason, the guy starts driving, but then he just goes, I kill you. <laughs> it's like, all right, man. <laughs> what? There's no well, explanation. No, they hear, he hears the announcements that they're trying to get the free jack. Is that what it is? Yeah, so he's like, free jack! And then just starts shooting. Oh, and he just turns around and he's like, I kill you! And yep. then he, okay. And then Emilio's just, I'm gonna get out. This is my acting level. I thought they were already kind of announcing what it was so the cabbie just doesn't care. And then for because we're in the no, bad cabbie future... Cabbie steals his watch and drives him around the corner and <laughs> kicks like, him out. I kill you. Yep. <laughs> like, okay, man, cool, you know? You know, because it's like the Back to the Future 2 Biff Trump future. It's also New right York, now. you know. That's like, true. Yeah. It's rough. Everyone was scared of New York. 2009, it was a rough time. That's true. 
It, I think it was a fine time in New York. I don't know. We were right. rolling cigarettes in a dirty house. That's very true. I think I was in New York in 2009. So my notes when says, I, you I know, watched the kids walk through the street drunk on a Tuesday afternoon, 14-year-old screaming Linkin Park lyrics. Oh, that's the life. <laughs> Things were good back then. They, then they started to hump, <laughs> hump cars and windows and pass out in the middle of the street. When was this? 2009, New York City. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, so he's trying to get to his friend's house, uh, or no, his apartment. He, no, he goes his, to uh, he goes to Julie's apartment. Julie's, apartment. Julie's original apartment. Another family's there. They're like, "You're a free jacker. You got to get the hell out of here." They're like, "Julie Redden, she sold us this house years ago." Yeah, it's cool that they happen to know who she is, and he's like, also not aware that he's 18 years in the future. Right. He just thinks he woke up from and God this knows is also in one day, extremely Back to the Future too. Mm-hmm. Why is that? When Marty McFly goes to Jennifer's house in the dark future, and there's a different family in there, and they that's also right. pull a shotgun on him. They do. Yep. They just straight stole this whole part. You know, I mean, now that's the world that we live in. Uh, but, you know, now we see finally as he escapes, he's back on the streets. He looks toward the city, and he sees a holographic thing, you know, holographic display. That's how you know it's the future. Welcome to New York, Thursday, November 23rd. 2009. Bum, 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 bum. Do we know how accurate that was? If November 23rd it was, was It was in 1992. No, no, but in, in 2009 was November 23rd a Thursday. Ooh. That's a good one. I didn't check. Because you theoretically could look that up. It wouldn't be that hard. It was a Monday. <laughs> Those lazy fucks. So, all right, as it turns out, uh, November 23rd, 2009 was a fucking Monday. Fucking losers. Zero. Lazy bastards. Zero out of 10. Immersion ruined. So you're going to drop the money for Anthony Hopkins and not look up what day of the week something is. It's literally, it's just going to be what it is. It doesn't like, it's not like, oh, back then it might have been a different day. No. Like, we know no. how they the were like, you know works. what? November 23rd sounds kind of Thursday. It's Thursday. It's got a Thursday vibe. It's kind of like it. a Thanksgiving thing going. You know, when everyone was at work on the actual November 23rd, 2009, they're like, oh, it's just a Monday, but I feel like it should already be the weekend coming up. Well, think about it this way. If it was Thursday, then it would be Thanksgiving. This Monday is it's... really serving Thursday. Uh... <laughs> serving heavy Thursday vibes. Oh, shit. Something popped up on my screen. Oh, no, the movie. Uh, so we get we see this uh, this shot with uh, Mike Ehrmantraut, uh with fucking his Jonathan Banks uh, in the, the like, in, the, in this elevator. Name? What's his shoot name? <laughs> Not his work name. <laughs> He's with a, a, another executive. They're in a very tall tower in the back. First off, great blue screen. Yeah, this effect is good. Here. No, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> it's okay. It, it looks way worse. better than the later yes. ones. <laughs> it gets worse. It gets so much worse. But, of course, the, the best thing that always seems to happen in these movies is we get a nice clear shot of the Twin Towers in the background. Uh, so this is a different timeline. This is not our 2009. It's just confirming it. Anyway. That's why the dates are different. That's that, why it's a different oh, day. You fucking did it. So maybe they really did do the research just in an alternate timeline. The sorry sacks of shit. They tried to get us. They tried. We figured them out. We figured it out. And this one, it was thwarted. So uh, Mike Airman Trout uh, goes and talks to a hooded figure, and we see it is a holographic Emilio Estevez. What's going on in this world? Oh, it's so bad. Now, one thing I miss from this time period, if you will, mm -hmm. bad guys that look like Jonathan Banks. 
you miss that kind of that kind of character actor? Is that what yeah, you're where it's just like the he's always receding hairline, balding, yeah. scruffy, yeah, kind of like a Miguel hard face. Miguel Ferrer, yeah, which was like the king of that look. Mm. I wish they'd bring that back. So we we have a meeting here between Mick Jagger and uh, and, uh, and Jonathan Bob. Banks. Oh no, not yeah. Bob yet. He's sending him on a mission to find the Free Jack, to find Alex Furlong. Yeah, to fix his mistake. Yeah, because he fucked it up. Because he and his McJaggernauts did not do a great job. Now he, they created a Free Jack. And the other thing that extremely severely dates this movie is everyone's interest in this Fabergé egg that's on his table. Is everyone just touching it? I well, somehow missed this. Jagger picks it up and like, oh, Fabergé. <laughs> And then he throws it at him at the end, and he smashes it and gets mad. Okay. Well, I mean, Fabergé eggs are fucking expensive. Yeah, and they if they're used actual to be Fabergé. talked about a lot on the news That's in the true. early 90s, and then they just kind of no one cares anymore. They did a... Here at the Houston Museum of Natural Science, they actually had a Fabergé yeah. egg uh, uh, installation. Like, they were the talk of the town in the 90s. It's just a glass egg, right? But there's only a very few made. Okay. And they were made. rubies. In Russia at the turn of the century. By a person named Fabergé. Um, yes. I would they, assume. They were Fabergé's eggs. Right. If they, they have to be from the Fabergé reason of France. Otherwise, they're just sparkling, <laughs> sparkling white egg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it like a Stradivarius kind of thing? Or it's like it's just a master craftsman makes like a limited amount that's, of these things? It's mainly it's just a yeah. limited amount and covered with jewels. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. The, the jewels are also probably a big part of it. So we meet. We see Amanda Plummer. I was. I popped. God bless her. Oh, she's the best. She's she's fantastic in her limited time in this movie. As a fucking strapped up nun. Yeah, shotgun nun rules. Everyone here packs. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's very obvious. And even in the next scene, it's even more obvious that this is like a hellscape where everyone is just open violence all the fucking time. Uh, But she, Amanda Plummer's nun meets Emilio Estevez. She's like, you know, the fuck's going on here? He's like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going on. She kind of gives him the, the here and there, kind of gives him a thing like, you got to keep safe, blah, blah, blah. You need to be armed out there. She ends up giving him a fucking handgun uh, as he kind of continues on his, his way. Like nuns are known to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got to help, right? Yeah. Yeah. Helpful sisters. Speaking of nuns, have y'all watched, uh, have y'all seen Mrs. Davis on... Uh, I don't know what that is. It's a show on. Um, is it the nun on the motorcycle yeah. looking thing? I ha- I, I hey, started uh, watching. Played by her scene. name escapes me, but she was in. Uh, she was in Glow in you know the TV. Which character was she on Glow? She was like the main one, the blonde lady. Oh, Liberty Bell. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget her. Act, the actress's yeah, name. Yeah, I just know Liberty Bell. But she's in it. Uh, she's fucking great. Like it's a it's a really good little show. I'm so sad they canceled Glow. Are you? I really liked it. I thought the second season was okay. I never watched the third, so maybe that's why I still like it a lot. Okay. But season one and two were good. They made a third season? Yeah. Well, golly gosh. I and they were working on a fourth it. when the, it shut down. when the panty started. Yeah. And it was it. just over. Have you watched Heels? No. Me neither. I refuse to support CM Punk. I was just like... Just I, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dynamite guy, you know. I'm a collider. I'm, I'm a ride or die elite head, you know. Uh, so fuck man this movie just keeps going if we were like playing at two times speed i'm like all right like let's get the story going uh you know, Jagger, bob shows up. one thing i will LaBamba say jagger's awesome jagger's fucking incredible like, he's so good at this role yeah so i mean bob's good i don't know what bob's real name is or his character's name but he's bob let me la bomba bob so here jagger is trying to test his new system to see if people are lying because he thinks he has a mole in his group 
So he tested on Labamba Bob without telling him. So Labamba Bob just thinks that he's going against him. That's right. Yeah, and it's like, aha! But I am the clever. Mac- he's not McClandis. No, he's, he's Vicendic. Vicendic. He's like, I was just testing it. Was testing you. You passed. Whatever. And he doesn't kill him with hands on the back. Oh yeah, doing the little peacock. doing his little peacocky <laughs> Jagger thing. I wish you know? he did that in this movie. And then he just kind of does his like you know purses his lips and starts to strut. Yeah, he doesn't strut. And then just starts singing once. satisfaction. No, he actually acts. He doesn't Jagger at all in this. God, what a yeah. loser. Yeah. But you know what? He's Decent. really good. What other what other movies has Jagger been in? I don't think he was in much, which is a shame. Uh, yeah, he was in that one uh, that documentary. He was in Gimme Shelter. What's well, a documentary? <laughs> About the Rolling Stones, uh, where he played Mick Jagger. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was really good in that. He was really, really authentic performance. So we're uh, back at the church, and Amanda Plummer's doing the info dump, just explaining the whole plot up to this point, right? For anyone who was zoned out because this movie's long and boring. so you're telling me you were a race car driver who got in a wreck and was transported into the future. Yeah, and she gives him a gun. I mentioned that before, but she gives him a pistol. And he looks at it like, uh, I can't act. Because when and you're here, he I got to keep that thing. You got to keep that thing on you. And now we enter a really just, this is, this is world building. The streets of New York. He's back in the down streets and dirty of New York. I think they did good with this because you don't see a lot of like colorful clothes, big right. hairs. It's not dated looking like most futures. There's the titties. We get the, t- we get the titty theater, 3D nudes. Triple triple which X. Which is just nudes in person. Yeah, which is just, that's how nudity works uh, in person, because we're all 3D. That's how our out. eyes work. That's how our eyes work. That's how matter works. Um, I also think that's very good, too, uh, because, you know, this isn't actually like a cyberpunk future. Like, yeah. it's kind of a cyberpunk idea, like the putting your consciousness into another person's body, but, but it's not like a Blade Runner. Yeah, it's not to where the technology is extended to the poor. Right, exactly. It's just it the is, poor are just poor. It's just the fucking slums. They eat garbage, they drink death, they are all <laughs> diseased. Yeah, it's just the Bowery has become the entirety of Manhattan, it looks like. You know, yeah. Skid Row is kind of expanded. Skid Row's in L.A. That's right? L.A. Yeah. In New but York, there it's is just the called the rest of New York. <laughs> yes. <laughs> only in new york baby greatest city in the world <laughs> so as alex is walking this is not a a gunfight breaks out but it is unrelated to him yeah, yeah some just guy just grabs him casual uses him as a shield and shoots at someone and we have a, a a kind of war going on and we see the most confused confusing <laughs> character uh which is a a black man with a like a, almost a pith helmet looking thing on. Yeah, like kind of, yeah. Like Without a, the spike. With the, yeah, with no spikes. Not like a Kaiser, yeah, like a pith helmet. But it has a swastika on it. Well, it has a Confederate flag on it. And in the middle of the Confederate That's right. flag is a swastika. Is a swastika. So he's like the most, he's like an extra Nazi. <laughs> he's a super Nazi. Turbo Nazi. Turbo Nazi black guy shooting in the streets. And he's shooting a guy who looks like he would be in like Superfly. He has like the kind of like Black Panther beret and like the little shades on or whatever. So time is weird here. Time is the the fashion sense of 2009, which tracks. It was a weird time for us all, you know. It really was. It was the end of history. We just kind of all looked the same. Oh, we had like the end of Scene Kids then. Yeah, Scene Kids. Yeah. Yeah, oh, 09. I mean, when did Scene Kids peak? Scene Kids peaked in like the mid 2000s. Mm. Then we had like the RAR people after that. <laughs> the RAR people? The RAR, A or R A W R. RAR. Like, there's people that got on MySpace after we all left MySpace. Oh, okay. I have no idea. So it's like I teenage mean. girls and, like, groomer dudes. 
basically. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> also known as like pop punk bands. That, okay, yeah, pop punk bands. Yeah, yeah. okay. So it's just pop punk got really hot then. I guess I it kind of so. did. Yeah. Kind of blew it up. It came back. So now... Uh, Alex Estevez, is looking... Alex. I should just call him Alex. Yeah. It's so much easier than trying to get furlong. He goes and meets his agent. Uh, you know, the guy from the New York Dolls. He lives in what looks like a squalid apartment in this shitty little rundown building. But aha, it was a trick. There's a secret. It's Bender's apartment from Futurama. Fuck, I wish I knew that reference. I've watched So Futurama. Bender lives in a closet. Uh-huh. And then, like, you walk in, it's a two-by-two two closet. He's a robot. He right. Just, he just stands there. Yeah, he, he well, shares the act Then he actually shows Fry his closet, which uh, is a penthouse multi-million dollar apartment. Okay. I remember that. Yeah, now I remember that guy. It, it's like that, but it still looks poor on the other side in this one. Yeah. It still looks poor, but he's got nice things. Yeah, he's like, I have a couch. It's, it's unclear. Here's a Porsche hubcap. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Porsches? It's like... Yeah, it, but there's no lights on in any of this place. I don't know if he has electricity and just chooses not to use it, because uh, we're just going by sunlight here. But so, the whole deal with Bob, right? That's his name, or Brad. Brad. Brad's whole thing. Bob. No, that's Labamba Bob. That's Labamba Bob. Brad. So Brad is is he's supporting his friend here. He's kind of being like, "I'll help you out." Here's what's going on, and he seems to be kind of coordinating with Emilio uh, to to get him, you know kind of reunite him with his love and, and, you know, get him out of this whole deal about being a free Jack. But, you know. And this is also where we get into our first real explanation of how bad, like, the pollution has gotten. Yeah, I because guess that's... he asks them, why don't they just use people from now for bodies instead of taking them from the past? That's and right. And Brad's like, they've lived half their lives with no ozone layer, sucking up mega doses of carbon monoxide, sulfur dioxide, mercury, lead, benzene, and nuclear waste. There we go. Yep. <laughs> that was great. Amazing. I love that. Yeah, I guess that's, that's actually very important. This is where you find out what the fucking reason behind this movie yeah. is, right? Because it's just like, why? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the important what the fuck is going on. I can comprehend a free Jack in terms of putting a consciousness into another body, Sure, easy. That's like grade school shit. Of course. But why do but why they need time to come? travel? Why time travel from 92? And it's ah, because. Which leads me into the thing I hate the most about all time travel movies. Why didn't they just immediately time travel back and get them a little earlier then? Right. Well, actually, no, that's the reason because then you would, it's a bootstrap, par- you would create a paradox. Because if you. If because now you've created oh fuck really are we well, doing how about this? this how about this you've created a new closed time loop where it's like basically he always was taken from that point and so he's always existed at this point in the future so why don't they just go back to when he escaped from them and because grab them? then he would never be there the first time no they no did it. once he's there uh huh like once he's there and he escapes from them why not just immediately right. just you know, zoink oh you're saying. Like, go back 20 Why minutes. Why did they rejack him right, in that, the future? No, I get what you're saying. But then it's like, so then if they rejacked him in the past, if they went 20 seconds earlier. No, no, not in the past, in the future. Well, I guess it's still the past, even if it's 20 seconds. But like, oh, if you're, they re- okay, so you're if saying they in 2009, once he whoops is out of there. But the, the problem there is still then, but if you whoops him and you catch him then, then the one that was actually escaped never existed. So you would never need to go back to jack him earlier in the past. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, what it if you don't jack paradox. him earlier in the past? What if you just jack him so I bring, at the present? If you as can, I, as if you can, can see on this chalkboard. I'm not mature enough for this. <laughs> this is going to be a two and a half hour episode where I just get into like, no, you fool. If you no, look if you're going to jack line, him, you got to jack him right then. Because if you jack right. him later, he won't be there to jack. Yeah, exactly. You can't. Yeah, it's, it's too late at that point. Yeah. He's been he jacked. He doesn't have that he kind of time to recover. 
You don't go back <laughs> earlier and start jacking again. Anyway, we move on. <laughs> so we see that uh, Julie, right? The yep, girlfriend. Julie. She's part of this like mega corporation. Now look, okay. I want to touch upon a, a couple things you said. First off, fucking hit, put it on the bingo board. We have pollution. Yep. Big concern in all 90s movies. We got to have pollution, whether present day or especially in the future. The ozone hole was a big deal, you know? Benzene, sure. I remember a, a joke about benzene from The Simpsons. Maybe we had just kind of found out that benzene was like a harmful chemical. Who the fuck knows? And in this scene where we see Julie as like the cutthroat executive lady, hardened by the death of her former beau, we also see she's talking to a Japanese corporation. Of so course. put that up there too. Japanese corporations and Japanese, you know, salarymen, corporate looking guys, always in fucking 90s movies. I think we've had it in at least one other, and we got like another one coming up. Pretty oh, soon. yeah, we do. It just always happens. So they're doing, you know, evil futuristic corporation shit. Then after she leaves is when we see Anthony Hopkins for the first the time. The first time. Look, big, big Tony. Big Tony hops. We get that big reveal. He's up on the screen because he doesn't want to be there either. Mm -hmm. He does not want to be around. He doesn't, A, he doesn't want to be in this movie. And his character, apropos, does not want to be at this meeting. Hopkins appears on and he's talking to, uh, to Julie. You know, she seems to be a trusted advisor of his. They seem close. She's really come a long way from back when Emilio would just shit on her for using a computer in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, did we ever get... In the opening scene, was it ever touched on, like, what she does? I think she was a journalist, maybe. A journalist? Okay, so now it's like she totally just... Because she just had to type a lot, and he'd be like, you still using your typewriter? Huh? Uh, I fucking suck. Nipple my ear for luck. I'm Emilio Estevez. Hey, sis. I like to act. You want to you wanna kiss and stuff? So what? <laughs> okay, so get... So is the sis... <laughs> It's a sister thing because, like, the chemistry levels. Yeah, if you watch them act, like, they just bully and annoy each other. Right. Yeah. It seems like it it seems there's like... no romance. Yeah. That's, which is why it's so startling the first time. He's like, oh, yeah, nibble my ear. Okay. For luck. Because it could be a sister, and then all of a sudden it's like, it gets real horny. Well, he does. He does. Well, I mean. Well, his words do. His face is still just saying, like, I wish I had a sandwich. <laughs> I wish I was still in the Mighty Ducks. I wish I still had a career. And here's where he wears the hat that makes him look like an Oliver Twist extra. Yeah. He's like, hello, going to the gruel counter, getting me some gruel. He has almost fights with a guy. In a, I love that guy, by the way. And he gets a short stick in this, or short, short end of the stick. Right? That's the fucking yeah. saying. I'm intelligent. So uh, Alec, uh, he, uh, he meets with, with Brad in this little diner. And what we find out is this motherfucker, Brad. He turned on him. Old backstabbing Brad. Backstabbing Brad. That's his name. That's what people call him. But you know what? New York Dolls. More like New York Dead because he gets oh. shot on the fucking ground. Got his ass. So on the way here, they also pass a movie theater. And I just want to read you some of the titles of these movies. Now, is this the 3D Nudes Theater? No, this is not. This is the Roxy Theater. Oh, the Roxy. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's a classic. Place. Classic New York landmark. Oh, so okay. the first movie is called Checks in the Mail. Okay, and that's okay. Czechs like Czechoslovakian people at the time. Oh, Czechs. And male as in not female. Ah. Oh. Czechs in the male. Okay. okay. And I then think the I second one is called Go Down Moses. All right. Is so it they, a biblical they ran film? out of clever with the first one. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they just went for it. Well, that's a, that's a song, right? Like that, isn't that a hymnal? You're Go asking the wrong crowd. I mean, me too. Moses going down the mountain from getting the Ten Commandments. I assumed it was a biblical film. 
Like, go down, Moses. Yeah. Spread the Ten Commandments to the or world. Or go down, Moses, to the Red Sea and go part it. I'm pretty sure go down, Moses, is like a, is a hymn. Like, comment, and subscribe. I, Thanks, folks. I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to try and guess what the, go down, Moses. <laughs> It's, you're right. There's a version of it that that's completely correct. Somebody said that before. I'm not the first. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And also, one thing I want to touch on in this diner scene, when he pulls the gun out, mm-hmm. or the, the random guy at the diner pulls the gun out, he has yeah. like the one good heavy line in this whole movie. Which is? If you keep looking at me, you'll see me kill you. Which that's, is so much better than every other bad guy that's line pretty in this fucking, movie. That's pretty fucking ball. Like, that's, that's some heavy shit. Like, that's good. Yeah, but then Emilio pulls his heat, and it's like, all right. He's like, kinda, I also have a gun. It's a, you know, it's a, an, an impasse, a, a detente. I don't know. They're, they're at a detente. So they chase him through, and one thing I want to go here is that that guy who also is the guy that kills Brad. Yeah. Like, the guy in the other, the, who you watch me kill you, he's the one that shoots Brad, but then he, like, just wants to sit down and eat his fucking food, and he gets, like, knocked out of his chair at one point, and his food spills. This guy just can't catch a fucking break. And it's his food he didn't want in the first place. Yeah, it wasn't Because right. he's like, I waited 20 minutes for this shit. Exactly. And it did look like just garbage. Yeah, it was hey, hot trash. Only in New York, baby. I'm walking here. So <laughs> Alex breaks out, and then he goes, he, he busts through the kitchen, and this is my shit that I work 10 fucking years in, in restaurants in the service industry. The, their fire catches because he like knocks one of the little like pans akimbo on the fucking burner and it starts a grease fire and some dipshit just comes and pours water on the grease fire. Oh no, that's... you fucking idiot! It's <laughs> not how it works. Folks. So that place is gonna burn to the ground. Yeah, it's now. done. It's yeah, dead. it's just done. It's oh, just match the rest of New York. And I decor. think we need to touch on the fact that no one with a laser rifle has ever hit a damn thing with his laser rifle. Nope. It's like a in any movie, nope. most inaccurate weapon. They have in a firing squad lined up at him while he's on this slow ass motorcycle. They all miss. Yep, they're all stormtroopers. I don't get it. Why? Yeah, but do they, they are use future cops. Rifles? I do like how future their bikes look. Like they got the newest Kawasaki's. And they have new polygons on them. Yeah, kidding them out. Yeah, they're very jagged. Yep. You know, straight out of the Sega Saturn. Here comes this. Like fucking... these are some N sixty four geometric bikes. Yeah, and this. You know what? That was this was before the Nintendo sixty four, so it's truly the future. I don't think that's true. Ninety two. Oh, I thought that was Super Nintendo. I was so into this great movie, I thought it was two thousand nine. <laughs> oh, that's well. Well, now it's outdated. Maybe in this future, that Nintendo was like hell. The PlayStation lost, and Nintendo won, so we're still fucking polygons. Oh, and we have our little PlayStation Switch that just has like seven twenty p on it. Yeah, yeah. So this is now when we get when he finally gets out on the street and is running around. We find out that every car in the future looks like a goddamn bug. Yeah. They're yeah. just bugs. They Bugs are butt plugs. I don't know. It's what, the weird, it, this is the weird mid-range budget future movie where it's like, we can get away with some of it looking futuristic, but like. But really, we're just putting plastic molds over regular cars. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the fucking 92 Camry or whatever. Like, this is an old Nissan. We're going to put a box on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's future now. Future box. Future box. Yeah. Less aerodynamic. So now we have a scene where. Uh, you know, Alex and and Julie, he, he he meets Julie in her new apartment. She's big baller, so it's this, you know, penthouse type of thing. Gets a little weird. He kind of pins her down, but he pins her down to let him know, I am Alex, and I still love you. A funny line, I don't remember if it's right here, maybe a little later. Uh, it's definitely later, but when she says, I don't care, because I really don't give a shit about how much time is left in this movie, she makes a comment where she's like, 
I'm older now. Like I'm 18 years older. She looks the exact, exact fucking same. <laughs> she is not. They didn't even put like the forehead line no, makeup on. They gave her nothing. No. Renee Russo looks exactly. She just the got same. her hair done. Yeah, that's she's, it. Yeah, it's a new little. Kinda, she looks richer. Yeah, that's it. And he's like, "Oh, I still, it's, you're still beautiful to me, or whatever." It's like, yeah, it's just Renee Russo, the exact same. Of course. Now, she probably knew it was really him and just was like, it's been 18 years and you were kind of a fucking loser. Yeah, you're kind of a little Yeah, because he loser. starts the trend that he does continues for the rest of the movie where anytime he sees her, he just yells at her. Mm-hmm. He's constantly screaming at her the yeah, entire a, time. Can, can we be real? He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Okay? He fucking sucks. A, he sucks as an actor. Sorry, Emilio. This is terrible. You're better in Mighty Ducks. Maybe you get better later on. I don't know. You know, the funny thing about this is as we've been talking, I'm like, what the fuck else was Emilio Estevez like ever in? The, the new Mighty Ducks? Yeah. National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. Young Guns? But these are all like... 90s movies? I think, yeah. Like, some of these might be earlier than this movie, but like... Oh, yeah. When's the last, like, hit Emilio Estevez? Or, like, relative hit Emilio Estevez movie? Mighty Ducks? Yeah, the Mighty D3. Yeah. D3. In D3, so he anyway, wasn't really in it because they all went off to college and got a new coach. Oh, he wasn't in D3? No, no, he was around for some, but D3 is when they all go to college, or they're, they're preparatory high school, uh, so they, are, they get a new coach who's okay. got his own struggles. As much as I would love to talk about the Mighty Ducks franchise, which is the, the, one of the greatest franchises of our, of our youth and time, and American cinema, we have the champagne truck. Yeah, I've been waiting for Travis, this Travis, talk about the champagne truck. This thing, so as Alex escapes the apartment, because uh, Vicindic shows up, at Julie's apartment, and they get into a big high-speed chase. Apparently in the future, instead of just having a casual delivery truck, like we've all seen the Amazon vans out there, or just, you know, the Budweiser trucks, they have a champagne truck that's shaped like a giant barrel that just has champagne shoved in the side. Like, yeah. like, like, like a wine cooler, you know yeah. what I mean? So he's now uh, absconded with this giant German champagne truck, uh, and this is what he's chosen to... To drive for the getaway. In as a high-speed chase. A high-speed chase where he's, like, battling tanks. Why would and... you not use a top-heavy slow vehicle? Right. Like, the, the most... This thing, if you take a turn yeah, five done. miles over you're the limit... Done. You're fucking tipped. They do have technology in here that I wish they had in real life, but that's just because we live in Houston and road rage is a real-life thing, mm-hmm. where you can scan the barcode of somebody's car, then you can pop up on their screen in their yeah. car to yell at them. Yeah, that's that actually the only thing I remembered from being a kid was this scene and him talking to him on the laptop, and mm-hmm. he keeps shutting the laptop, and then Jagger opens it, and he's like, no, can't get rid of me. That, that, that is like the one fucking note that I have. is like, how does he open the laptop? <laughs> like, yeah, so Jagger's What's the like... Future? He's patching in, he's jacking in, if you will, into Emilio Estevez's champagne truck to yell at him and taunt him and do villain things. And Emilio, appropriately, is like, fuck this. I'm just going to close the screen. Like, if I know a scary thing is about to pop up on... You remember those, like, uh, what's wrong with this picture? Oh, God. And then the lady with no eyes pops up and screams at you? I would simply close the fucking laptop. I know where this is going, and I don't want to see it. But nope. But this is like if they could pop the fucking screen open and then scream at you. And Except that's a hell. He's just that's a hell talking world. to him. Yeah. Well, you know, but he's he's trying to get to know him. He's cool. He's, he's like furlong. furlong. That's all he says. Furlong. Furlong. There is a part here where we are it bad cuts at to Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm good at them. I just don't know what his accent is, so I just don't want to do it because I don't know what type of British he is. He's a Jagger. 
There is a point, though, where it shows Jagger and he's like in his war mobile and he's kind of popping up and it's just a black background, like solid black. And the whole time they're actually driving through, even in the tunnels, there's like light coming on. And there must have been a thing where Jagger was like, I got to re-fucking shoot this. They're like, well, we're in a tunnel. Just put a fucking black background behind him. We get the best. The worst. The best <laughs> blue screenshot of this movie. So Estevez, Alex, Furlong decapitates the top of this champagne truck going through going under an 18 wheeler i believe is what happens he like ducks down he saves himself from being decapitated but just sheds the top of this so all this perrier jouet grand brut this uh moe and chandon you know some dom perignon it's all fucking ruined but he he leads them on a closed bridge and at the very last minute he jumps off out of the the champagne truck and into the Hudson River. And the shot of him jumping is chef's kiss. It looks so bad that it looks like they just put a big TV in front of his ass. <laughs> and he just <laughs> jumped one foot out of the just way. Just a giant 92. It's one of those... Do you have anyone have a, a friend who had a rich family and had those projector TVs? No. Do you even know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, I had to move one. Yeah, Recently. like you had the cat. Everyone had a cathode ray tube, right? Yeah, just a normal yeah. TV, heavy ass motherfucker. So rich people had a big screen, but it was like if you looked at the bottom, there was like an RGB, like three projectors mm-hmm. that and would it project hit a, hit a mirror it. and then projected back yeah. onto the screen. Oh. That was like the real. You're dealing with some fucking big money. So that's I what will, this. I is. will tell you right now, you can't sell those for thirty dollars at an estate sale in 2022. Really? Nope. You just saw one recently. You can't give it away. I wonder why. They're huge and low def. That's true, but like, don't people like to? I guess like it's not the charm of a cathode ray tube. So, because those are like good working CRTs. We tried to give it away to Neil's bar, and even they were like, no, we're good. Damn. Yeah. That's brutal. So, big explosion. We get our second real big explosion of the movie. Great job. Um, And yeah, and, and, and Furlong jumps into the Hudson, which we do hear is like so fucking polluted. Yeah. Vicendic says, if you drink any of that, I'm out of a job. Yeah. So, but in a much better accent. It, <laughs> of course, we will assume. Just going to start using different accents. Don't, don't try to do Jagger. If, if he drinks any of that, I'm out of a job. Oi, Witcher, if he drinks any of that water, I'll be out of a job, I will. So he jumps in. And so we, the next scene is he pops up on like a little pier where a dude's just kind of eating. That dude is Frankie Faison. That's and Frankie that dude's Fison. name in this is Eagle Man. That's right. He's Eagle Man. And that man's name was Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> so Frankie what? Frankie? Frankie Faison. Faison, which is a very Italian name. What, is, is, what do you know of his uh, history? What's his, um, what's his deal? He's been in lots of stuff. Um, <laughs> he is not related to uh, he's been in movies. clueless actor Donald Faison. Oh, also okay. Scrubs fame. Okay. Um, Maybe they're distant cousins. No, I looked. They're not related. They're not related. Well, not related he was Irvin Burrell in The Wire. Oh, okay. I don't and remember that character. And he was Barney Matthews <laughs> in the Hannibal Lecter franchise and Sugar Bates in the Cinemax series Banshee. Okay. I haven't seen... Uh, I've seen The Wire. <laughs> that's all that popped up on the little brief summary without actually clicking Wikipedia. There we go. Yeah, okay. Without actually doing the Wikipedia, right? Because yep. we're researchers here. We're professional... Oh, uh, movie yes. reviews and critics. Uh, so anyway, the joke is he automatically, he like comes up, he's immediately coughing up water. So that's bullshit because he should be dead. Well, maybe he didn't swallow it. It just says if he swallows it. I mean, he's like 
the way that Furlong pops up here, he's like gasping for Maybe air. it's like little kids, if they taste something they don't like, they immediately just start spitting. They're like, ooh, ooh, puh, puh. Yep. Like he just kind of is treading water. He does look like a 12-year-old. <laughs> he's as tall as a 12-year-old. Uh, <laughs> how tall is Emilio? <laughs> uh, probably as tall as us. He No. Absolutely. He's not. You're taller than I am. Yeah, I'm 5'10". I'm... You're what, six? I've quit. I've stopped lying. I'm 5'11 and a half. You're 5'11? You did not quite make the well, six. I had, to, I had to quit. Well, that you're married now, so you can ago. get yourself yeah, off I'm the like, dating profile. I'm 5'11 and, and a half. <laughs> I made it, brother. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not 6'7 anymore. Six, <laughs> what was I looking up? Emilio the height of Emilio Estevez. Oh, why? Which is way more interesting <laughs> than whatever the fuck is going on in the movie right now. So he talks to this guy who kind of gives him like. He just gives him some kind of general advice. It's yeah, like a little pep talk. You know, what most homeless people do. Yeah. If you, talk, if, you've go, ever, if you go find a homeless on the street, just chat him up like, for a few minutes. An eagle swoops down and picks up some food. You think it's circling back to its family and it's like, why is this life? But like with a lot more words. Yeah. He's also Basically trying to feed calling, him some rat. He's calling Emilio a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's eating rat and suggests rat's fucking good. So we know it's the future. Yeah, because he's like, how do you eat that? He's like... You don't just eat it. You got to season it and make a nice sauce. Yeah. Which sounds a lot better. It'd be cool if he talked in a Cajun accent. He's like, I'm not oh, even going to touch that. Me. You got to do a little, put it in a nice little roux, you know? So he's 5'7". Five, 5'7". Seven. Five, seven. No, that's bullshit. <laughs> so that's, no, that's, that's a work. He's, he's a shoot 5'5", five, five, okay? Oh, so he's like, he's like Adam Cole six foot? Yeah, like Adam okay. Cole is six foot. He's actually 5'8". Like Emilio Estevez is yeah, a shoot Yeah, because look up how tall five, Renee four, Russo five, five. is. I guarantee you they're not saying she's 5'12". No. Oh, there's Boone. Boone's here. Boone's here. The amazing Grand Bush. What a name. That is like the coolest fucking name. As a shoot name. And I looked it up. That is a shoot name. That's not a Okay, name. so Grand yeah, Bush. He's definitely not 5'7", because she's 5'8". Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Home dude's 5'4". No, he's, he's, yeah, he's Rey Mysterio height. Like, he's fucking, he's itty bitty. He's a small boy. Look, we stand short kings here. We okay? really do. It's fine. It's fine. We're not saying it's bad to be. We were all short at one point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. One time I was like three feet, you know. I was like four, but you know, these things, it's fine. I don't even know if that's true. I have no idea when I reached like four foot versus like three feet. I remember I was 10 when I hit five feet tall. Okay. Well, so that seems about good. Um, so Emilio was like 23 when that happened. <laughs> Man, it's just... fucked up that like we tr- like we we try to generally be like a nice like accepting progressive group of people. It's like there's two things you can make fun of old people and you can make fun of short people, and it's fucked up. But I also do it, and I'm not going to stop. So uh... I am really sorry to anyone who is vertically challenged that is listening mm-hmm. to this. Mm-hmm. We respect you. Look, I've seen short kings pull. Like, oh yeah, it's all. I mean, the height means nothing. It's about you know, it's just about the fucking. Whoa. Yeah, my, my driver license still says still says <laughs> Come 5'10". On, Joe. I'm just kidding. I kidding. Are you 5'10"? Fuck no. What are you? He's Emilio. Say that loud. We've, we've, hey, we gave our shoot heights. So, uh, oh, I, so forever, I, forever growing up, I was 5'10". I, that's what I told everybody since uh-huh. high school. I'm fucking 5'10". 5'7 five, and a half. What? Look, okay, but I'll say this. That would mean... I guess it depends what leg I'm standing on, because one leg is shorter than the other. Okay, well, let's say you're standing on your tall leg. So happens if you obliterate a femur. Six foot two. (laughs) (laughs) If you obliterate a femur, sometimes they don't always put the same size rod in. Well, I will say this. If that's that's true, and I don't necessarily believe it, I thought we were around the same height, so you exude an energy of a 5'10 guy. He's got that big femur energy. 
Big femur, BFE, as BFE. they call it. Yeah, big femur energy. Or LFE, long femur energy. That's true. Because yeah. big could just be a big fat bone. Yeah, what if you just... <laughs> oh, that's, that's just... my wide thigh. <laughs> what if you just had a fucking thigh bone that was just like a fucking powder keg, you know what I mean? Like a fire the, hydrant. You got the one thing. regular leg, then the one cartoon ham leg. <laughs> It's, but it's just that. It's just the like the fucking a ham hock from like the Flintstones, you know, over like a dinosaur like. All right, the anyway. diamond pattern. So we're back to the movie. Uh, we totally missed that they re. Uh, uh, Alex and Julie reunite. Now it's fine. She believes him. She's like, I always knew it. We got to figure out what's going on. We got to figure out which rich piece of shit is trying to jack into your body. Oh, and I think they're going to be at the bar soon, and I love the bar soon, scene. Yeah, they got to go meet her ex-boyfriend at the bar. They do have light rail in this, uh, which is appropriate. We had light rail in Houston around 2009, yeah, so you have an accurate representation of the future. I remember when I worked at the liquor store, we were always getting stopped because of construction for the light rail. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's good now, you know? I've ride it occasionally. It's nice for uh, the fourth largest metropolis in the U.S. to have uh, some... You know, train form of mass transit. It's good. It's cool. Now, I, like it. I love. Was that the one titty? Did, did I just miss the one titty? You, just, you did. Okay, we have the singular titty. The singular I love breast. sci-fi movies in the future where they go to bars. Yeah, the bars always look like this. It's like tech noir in Terminator. They dropped the like uh, the samurai guy visual in the background. It's like the painting of like an old like Japanese. Uh, I forget the name of the actual thing, but you know, like the, the paintings of like, you know, the samurai and he's like yeah. got the face, you know, or whatever. And they kind of drop that in the back. This club is just Etro from Houston. If ever, if anyone ever remembers going to Etro anyway, don't worry about it. It doesn't even fucking exist anymore. So that's a joke that 0.01 people will get. Uh, but yeah, so Emilio Estevez does the dumbest fucking thing in the world. He drinks future booze, gets mm. way too turnt. Yeah. And then just like, Goes on the little news report saying, yeah, I'm a free jack. I'm worth $10 million. I'm in this bar. I'm pretty drunk. And then he does his worst impression, worse than mine. Uh-huh. He says, fuck you, asshole, if anybody says it in Vicendic's voice, but it sounds like Schwarzenegger. He's like, fuck, like, you, fuck asshole. you, asshole. <laughs> Which is the classic whatever British accent, you yeah, know. Austrian. Yeah. The other Brit. Yeah, the, yeah, it's a neighborhood of London. Austria, London. You yeah. Know? It's like part of Soho or something. Uh, to be fair, he went to American public school. That's true. So and Europe is Europe. Yeah. They all have one voice. It's true. They all go on Euro, the Eurovision competition and sing. Yes. And it's just one. It's just the block. Yeah. It's Europe. we see on the map. Yeah. Just the Europe. I'm going to the Europe. Oh, I'm going to go to the Europe. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. backpacking around the Europe. Did you have a nice time in the Europe? Oh, it was lovely. Yeah, it was lovely. I went to, yeah, this neighborhood of the Europe and that neighbor, the Paris of the Europe. Anyway, this, but this was dumb. before Euros, wasn't it? This was. This was before the EU, yeah. But they still had their own currencies. But so he absolutely is just like damn near short of giving the actual fucking address. Like yeah. he's like, here's where I am, here's what I'm worth. And is future booze like there's a um there's like a fantasy drink and it's like an Elder Scrolls where it's like elf wine and it's like way more potent or some it's shit. It's like, do you remember in Looney Tunes when they had the old Western scenes uh-huh. and they'd mix all the things together and the, yes. the cup would start jumping? Yes. It's that basically. Like start yep. shooting little fireworks off. They put like fucking nitroglycerin in it for some reason. Yeah, that's future booze. Yeah, and then Yosemite Sam's like, eehaw, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, we, we find out, that, I mean, they're coming after him. That was the dumbest fucking move in the face of the fucking world because he was kind of like under the radar at this point he kind of managed to evade detection and then just absolutely is like 
come and get me. He's like, I'm hey, I'm at the bar. This bar, I'm on the bar's news feed. You can see me here at the bar. Yeah, also I'm drunk and I'm kind of like not in my best right now. I'm not sharp right hey, now. I'm streaming here on Tuesdays and Thursdays <laughs> at 11 a.m. Like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> it's your boy, Alex Furlong at it's the bar. It's your boy Furlong. Just chatting. Anyway, uh, so him and Renee have like a little, they don't fuck but they kind of like they he have kiss, their first he kisses at thing. her mouth yeah he goes for it she's a good way to put it not yeah. feeling it she does not purse the lips she dead lips yeah dead he lips goes him. in for the kiss and she just stays there stale like it's dead fish just he gets a little bit of side mouth then they kiss i mean they, she kind of does it but it's like it's, it's the most it's the close your eyes and think of london yeah we assume so we cut from their romance to fucking exploding. Yeah, to <laughs> a shot of him exploding again in the fucking uh, in the racetrack, which is a good. I guess that's like if you're gonna do the whole. This is the shot that symbolizes that they had sex. Uh, an exploding car is is probably a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent choice for that. It's like the train going in the tunnel, but a little more, but a little, a little more, more car explody <laughs> <laughs> with more fire. Um, so at this point what we are learning and we'll learn later is that uh is that Aaron Trout's character <laughs> Michelet Michelet uh which is Jonathan Banks's character is watching footage of the explosion the news footage of when in the past uh Emilio exploded and everyone thought he was just fucking vaporized cuz why would you think otherwise cuz that was a huge explosion for a fucking F1 and part of that footage is Rene Russo's character just eaten up and just really you know, going through grief, right? Yeah. You just watched your husband explode. A normal human... Sorry, not husband. Boyfriend. Brother. Brother. <laughs> brother. brother. <laughs> you watched your brother explode, brother. You know, as a shoot, not a work. Uh, and she worked herself God into a it. shoot. Uh, so, yeah. That's, brother Jack. That's what goes on. <laughs> brother Free Jack. We need at least one... Can we say we need at least one wrestler cameo in this? At like some if, point. If fucking, uh, fucking, uh, Raph, you know. Oh, no. Uh, Brian Adams just comes out, you know, does the meltdown on someone in a fight scene. I'm trying to think. Is that Brian Adams? I thought Brian Adams was the one that was Crush. And oh, Brian, shit. He Brian was Clark. Crush. Brian Clark Brian is Clark. Raph? Yeah. Okay. You Breaking can understand. And cashing checks. Yes. You can understand why I was. A yeah, they're confused. both Brian's. They both have names. They both had long, greasy black hair and. They both didn't do much. Tall guys. Hey, the meltdown was a fucking. Adam Bomb. Awesome move. Was Adam Bomb Wrath? Yeah. Okay. I literally thought they were all Brian Adams. <laughs> no, he was just. He was Surfer Kona Crush. Uh-huh. Then he was Biker Crush. Right. And then he was part of what was their tag team name in WCW? Was he? He was part of Chronic after Chronic. The, that Chronic. Was, that was yeah. the name when they were high because they yeah. smoked weed. They smoked weed. Yeah, and liked money. They were the APA, but with weed. Right. They just APA played poker. These guys smoked, smoked weed marijuana. and didn't do much. Yeah, and just kind of like look cool and, and hung out in the lower mid card. Squash geeks and don't do much else. Uh, so there's a showdown at a dock. Um, I don't remember why they're at the dock. He's, he's got a boat. They, they set him up a boat to escape on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renee Russo talked oh, to her right. boss, Ahop. And, yeah. Um, Big tone. He was like, no, we, we got you. We'll set you up. Because everybody knows that Renee Russo used to bang down on old Furlong. Yeah. So when her boss saw Furlong pop up on the TV, he goes, oh, well, let me, let me call Renee. See what She's clearly hanging out with these guys. Right. So they were like, big jewels. She was like, look, we need a place to go. And he's like, I got you. A hop. I got you a boat. We're good to go. 
So now private island, you know. Now Alex and uh, Boone Boone are going out to to get the boat, and of course it explodes right in their dumb faces. Yeah, and, and then, what do you know? It's the McJaggernauts. Yep, we get gang wars, baby. Gang wars, throw it down. Which was what Survivor Series ninety something something. Um, this is. So Boone, we saw previously, basically very shortly, that he's kind of like Rene Russo's bodyguard. Like he's connected with her. Yeah. Uh, as part of the, the corporation, the McClandis Corp. This is, with the limited time he is given, I think a fantastic performance by Grand Bush. Yeah, he has a ton of good lines here. The worst death scene, though. Yeah. Not his, but when he stabs the guy. Yeah. And the guy's just hamming it up so bad. I mean, I, I love it when a guy... I love to, to see some ham. This is, this is some ham. Uh, at this point, this is like really the... This is the second kind of like gun showdown. Like, this is when we... Uh, you know, in a, in a chase movie, it's always, you know, the cat and mouse. Yeah. But this is really the, the second like... Because we had the diner. Yeah, the diner was one. I mean, you had the very, very beginning... He does the slow push of the katana, though, on the guy, which is great. Well, the guy just gargles. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't, we don't see where he stabbed him, but we assume the neck, you know. Uh, but, yeah, this is kind of like where, you know, Alex is cornered, you know. And so we get this real cool, explosive fight scene. Uh, you know, at the, end of the, at the end of it, Boone is uh, injured. He is unable to continue right after stabbing a guy with his katana. But he's like, bring him on. And then he explodes himself. Yeah, you boys looking for this? Yep. Explodes himself. Shrapnel from the explosion lands right next to Vicendic, who doesn't give any shit about it. Yeah. He's like, oh, they blew up. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the, the consummate professional fucking mercenary. You know, nothing is going to fuck him up. But you boys looking for this classic line, all caps on my notes, had to get that. Uh, I, I, I did say, again, that these Spaceballs-ass helmets are just fucking hilarious. They like, really are. They're goofy as hell. Like, these guys are absolute future soldiers, and it's like, they, it would work in a movie where it's a little more futuristic looking, in, like, where they're at. Yeah, because this just looks like you're in an abandoned building, you're but just wearing in a ping pong ball helmets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, but we have to wear these dopey-ass little helmets that yeah. seem very, like, For cumbersome. whatever reason, nobody else outside of that security team is dressed up futuristic at all. Yeah. They're just in, like, I've got this night 90s yeah, suit with wide lapels and shoulder pads. Yeah. And the, the, the other gang that's here, because there's Vicendix people, then there's Michelet's people. Right. Michelet's people just look like street thugs. Yeah. They're, like, just, they're just guys with poor-looking poor white people. Yeah. Just like, oh, fuck. So Try to do this. It's a living. cartoon future people. <laughs> yeah. And then ragamuffins. Right, yeah. <laughs> just like guys from any fucking street war thing, you know. A funny thing is, so after Boone uh, asked if the guys are looking for this, they were not, but they got it. Uh, goddamn right. They Alex. <laughs> you goddamn right. Alex runs into another warehouse, and some of um, uh, Vicendic's people come after him. Vicendic clearly gives the order to have him unharmed. Yeah. Right? Because they have to take his body to the person who wants to jack into him. They immediately start firing live fucking rounds at him. Immediately. But they're laser rounds, and they suck. So... I think they're firing actual bullets at oh, him. Oh, is at this some the, point. well? Because some of these have have their laser guns. Yeah. Well, he's firing bullets, so I get like if it's a if it's a kill or be killed kind of deal, and he does eventually. I guess they are the lasers, but do we ever see? Because no one fucking maybe hits anybody since the with it. maybe since the lasers are blue now, uh -huh. they're like stun lasers. Were they red earlier? 
I always assume they were. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> is it this thing like I was fucking haunted lightsaber by colors? that plate of food at the diner? <laughs> <laughs> that was the important bit. Yeah, we never see anyone fucking hit with them. It was so like it's that like... food in the Adams family where they poke it and it pokes back. Oh yeah, or um, uh, Better Off Dead with uh, John Cusack where he pokes it and it like crawls away like a slug <laughs> off his plate. That was a great movie. Now we're almost in my favorite wardrobe of the whole movie, which is where little tiny baby boy Emilio Mm -hmm. puts on this ridiculously oversized helmet Mm -hmm. and he looks like the 1990s video game Commander Keen. (laughs) (laughs) Where it's like 10 year old goes to space, puts on this giant fucking helmet, looks like a doofus. Yeah. At this point, the budget was gone. So they're like, you just really got to put on this normal sized man's helmet. We don't have time to do the, you know, movie magic where you put it on and it somehow fits you perfectly. (laughs) Uh, he electrocu- electrocutes the dude. I guess these suits are made of metal. Put the helmet on, Emilio. Yeah. Put the fucking helmet on. And of course, uh, you know, uh, Vicendic is coming after him. They're about to have a showdown. But at this point, the deal is him, like Vicendic and Furlong have started to develop a mutual respect. Yes. Like as a hunter, as a merc, you know, Vicendic is like... You're not an easy mark to get, you know what I mean? It's that kind of like, ah, I'm sad that I have to kill you. It's kind of a Holmes Moriarty situation. I'm still just stuck on this big fucking helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's just watching the screen while Emilio is just waddling around. Because, I mean, just like Jaggers... baby put on daddy's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Jaggers has the big motorcycle helmet, but he's also got a GoPro on top of it. Mm-hmm. And he's got the fucking and he's know, like the little walkie mic. Yeah. yeah. And th- he has like. Or Emilio has the Star Wars, like, Rogue One helmet, mm-hmm. but ten times the size of his right. head. Yeah, it's just way too big. It, it keeps reminding me of, like, VR Troopers, or what was that, like, <laughs> animal, like, the... We the bu- are VR Troopers! Or battle Bugs or some shit. Battle like, Bots. Ba- no, no, there was one... Big, big Bad, bad Beetleborgs. Yes, yeah. thank you. Or it just reminds you of playing VR in the 90s, mm-hmm. where the helmet had to be lowered onto you. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about that last time? Yep. <laughs> We talked about that in Double Dragon. That's right, because there was the fucking that kid weird... was having way too much fun with his I'm going on the ground VR yeah. game. It was like, yeah, those helmets, I'm still like, how do we not break our necks? Because they were su- they were suspended from yeah, the Yeah, on ceiling. like a fucking little, like a boom, you know, but it's like, <laughs> like my tiny child, I'm trying to turn some this like fucking vector-based helmet. vector-based tank game, mm-hmm. battle zone or something. Sure. And yeah, it just hurts your shoulders. Yeah. And they didn't explain to you how to play it. So you're trying to find stuff and you don't realize you have to turn your whole head. I, you know what? I, I get it. I get it now. It all makes sense. So I have an extremely thick neck. Like I have to wear, I don't remember. It's like a damn near 18 inch neck. And that's like for my, the rest of my size, it's hard to find a fucking shirt where I can button the fucking top bit. And it, now I get it. I'm like, well, I never like was a big neck workout dude. That was it. It was VR, and I just had this fucking tree trunk neck. They just Wolverine over yeah, there. Yeah, fucking fucking. Let's go. Uh, for those of you on video, I just flexed my neck. Anyway, so we're still in the fucking showdown, even at two times speed. This movie is way too fucking long. This movie uh, could have been an email. It could have been. It could have been. It's not a meeting. It's an email. But no, really, like it's it's about an hour and fifty minutes. Um. I think it could have been like a tight 90. Yeah, easy. You know, cut 15, almost Just cut out the scenes of him walking. Right, yeah. There's just a lot of like... And that's Uh, cool if you're really world building. He's shooting at his girl. (laughs) So Emilio, a tank pulls up. He just starts firing at it. And then Julie pops out like, I fucking hate you. Get in. (laughs) 
And the thing is, he's like, he's going to pretend like he didn't know because she like kind of stole it. But he's really just that's he's that asshole. He's he like, really is. I can get rid of her now and go get me one of those 3D nudes I've heard so much about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, twerp. has he at this point? I think maybe he's just about to find out. Um, have we at this point figured out who is trying to jack into Alex's body? No, no. This far into it, we're still like, oh, we do know it's kind of a faceless rich person. Something do correct. And obviously the McLandis Corp is involved because Jonathan Banks's character is out to get him yeah and in this scene is where we actually find it out okay yeah yeah so this i know is so- because my note says estevez is so bad at this whole acting thing <laughs> we repeat so they go to shinra tower and take the elevator uh they meet uh you know i guess i guess jonathan banks's character would be like a uh heidegger or perhaps a reese not quite a president shinra level uh you know they're not all the way up at the top of the fucking tower travis this, this is a video game yeah, this is a Final Fantasy VII reference. Gotcha. Yeah. It was uh, on PlayStation. Classic. One. Yeah. It, it's, you know. And then it came back again. Mm-hmm. Have you played the remake? No. It's really good. I was surprised at how good it actually was. I'll have was. to try because I played the demo for 16 and that I liked. 16, I have it downloaded, but I haven't played it because. I hated 14. Awful. Wait, 14. That's the online one. Oh, I hated 15. 15, I liked the trip beginning. Simulator, yeah, the road trip that one was. The bros, the boys. Yeah. yeah. I liked hanging with the boys for a little that bit. That part was fun. I just didn't like the combat. Yeah, the combat was... W- so this one, they yeah, 16, they just totally get rid of the whole idea that you'll have multiple people to control. They just cut that shit right out. Thank you. You're just one guy. Uh, 17 Remake is kind of like... Um, it's a little bit more like 15. You can switch between each character, but like you get full control. So it's not like on in 15 where it's like you can get your one of your the boys to like do something yeah. or like focus on whatever, like focus on healing, focus on attack. I think that's how it went. Oh, like 12 when you had the gambits and stuff. Kind of like that, yeah. So the 7 remake is like you actually, so if it's, you know, Cloud, Barrett, and Tifa, you can actually switch and like control Tifa for the fight. And then Barrett and Cloud will go into like automatic mode, but they'll just kind of attack. And then like you can kind of, if you want to like, oh, I have a limit break or I have this, you're kind of always ping-ponging between them. So it's not turn-based but if you actually want to optimize it you do need to be kind of constantly switching and having them do certain things that sounds like a lot it is but it's good they should have remade eight i hate eight eight's so good uh i mean it's well okay i don't hate eight i hated eight i actually when we were living together around 2009 in the free jack world i went back and replayed eight on the pc because they put it on steam or whatever and I kind of liked it. I once I understood. I don't think I ever understood the junction system properly when I was oh, a kid. Okay. You know, and then when I got it, I'm like, oh, like you got to kind of look around it's, for good plus, spells. It's also a lot better game to play when you're not a kid. Yeah, it's it's not as kid fun, right? It's a little more like the vibes, a little more serious. Yeah, I still don't like. I don't think it's top tier, but it's better than I thought it was. It's not top tier. Yeah, but nine. I want a nine remake. Nine rules. Nine. Well, isn't nine awesome. getting a remake? Uh, rumored. Oh, okay. Travis, what's your favorite Final Fantasy game? I didn't play actually a lot of. I had all my. Did you say ten except for Blitzball? <laughs> no, he because l- I agree. Blitzball. <laughs> he just wanted a Blitzball separate game. You know? I do knew there was. I would the, hate uh, that so much. What was it? The uh, the Golden Choco. 
Golden Chocobo? Chocobo. That was Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Yeah, I, I do know that. I, like I said, all my friends played Final Fantasy VII. I just, yeah. I couldn't get into the, the RPG games back then. Okay. All right. What about now? You like a Persona guy? You like Shin Megami Tensei? No, but I do like Persona. Yeah. Well, Persona is like the better Megami. one of the yeah, two. Yeah, it has, it's main. fun. Well, yeah, it's the more... There's story. You know, I've never played a Shin Megami Tensei game, so All I right, can't so really play talk. Persona and then <laughs> no, pull, play Persona. Out, pull out plot, mm-hmm. pull out story. So it's just grinding. Character development. That lasts 150 hours. Yeah. Okay. It's just like, all right, so you're in this world. Everything fucking sucks. It's, there's an apocalypse. Now yeah. there's demons everywhere. Uh-huh. And go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you beat a level and you're like, I don't know what to do now. Okay. So you just kind of wander until mm. you eventually find more plot. So, okay, so I'm counting today who will get mad at us about this episode, and it's... Everyone. Uh, it's English people, <laughs> probably Austrians, F1 fans. People that aren't tall. Sh- short people, <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei fans. And definitely Emilio Estevez. And we will have a hit put on us, specifically. He's like, yeah, I'm still active, and I'm coming after your ass. Hey, Emilio, he I, would I, I really enjoyed you in Game Changers. But he wouldn't say good. it with that much conviction. That's true. He'd be like, I'm going to get you. I'm Emilio Estevez. And I would simply run hey, with you my guys, longer life. So, so, so in, in the and remake that die. they did, they've already canceled of, uh, they brought Mighty Ducks back, right? So now there's okay. Mighty Ducks Game Changers. They did two seasons of it. It's already been canceled. Okay, it's a series. So we're doing like a Netflix so, original yeah, so or they something. Come Probably back, Disney Plus. New group of kids, but they find they need a place to skate. Uh-huh. Uh, so they find this old ice rink called the Ice Palace. Uh-huh. As soon as you walk in, no hockey. Fuck hockey. Hockey can eat my ass. Like all this. Then you go to find out that the ice rink is owned by Gordon Bombay and this mom, Emilio's character, Emilio's character ah, in the Mighty okay. Ducks. So remember. this the the coach who's who's now the coach of this new team is trying to get him to sh- like. He's like no hockey. She's like, come on, I'll get, I'll pay. You know, all Wait, stuff. why does his so, character hate hockey? So you come to find out later in the season, he got kind of uh, framed for... Pay- er, so he paid... <laughs> so there was a child <laughs> sex ring. He paid, oh, no. He paid <laughs> for like a, a Jim Jordan family thing. to... Uh, it, like a... You can't pay college kids before they go professional. Right, yeah. Well, he paid, can. Well, yeah. so... But he had paid for this family to help out because they needed money. Okay. And so he got disbarred from hockey i don't know you get banned yeah it's, so, it's much like being so a now lawyer. he's just a big yeah. grump so anytime she goes to ask advice from him like it's three o'clock in the afternoon he op- she opens the door to his office he's just asleep on the couch like get out of here it's an old grumpy just ass drunk grumpy yeah. so tom hanks from league of their own oh yeah yeah, yeah. a very is, very similar character arc as well in that first season does is his character played by emilio estevez yeah, yeah. it's still so they brought him back yeah, yeah they brought wow. him back for does him. he look like trash because Estefez's don't age well. I would disagree with that. You think Charlie Sheen looks good right now? I mean, all things considered, he was okay. Martin Sheen like looked good for a while. Okay, I'll give him. I'll give Martin. Yeah, I think so. Let's just say he's got a he's got a Brit neck nowadays. I mean, was... <laughs> oh, he got that thick neck. <laughs> it matches the rest of him. Okay, so he's become a little more stout. Is there another Estevez that I'm forgetting? Charlie Sheen. No, Charlie Sheen, Emilio. Martin. Martin yeah, I Sheen. Think, I think that's it. That Baba, it. Yeah, I think it's just the three of them. Their mom. Who played Spartacus? No, that was <laughs> that was a totally different person. That was Kurt. Not Kurt Russell. That would have been awesome. Wait, who played? Wait, who the fuck was Spartacus? 
So in Free Jack, we get to this scene where they're talking to uh, Aaron Trout's character, and he kind of is going like, this is where they find out that it is actually, you know, Big Tone, yep, you know, Anthony see, Hopkins, McClandis. They he's see him the in one. a plastic coffin. Yeah, he's, um, he's Mr. House from uh, Fallout New Vegas. Another video game reference. To interject. Yes. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Father Douglas. of Michael Douglas. That's right. So I was thinking Michael Douglas, Michael Sheen, Martin Sheen. <laughs> Don't worry. Kevin thinking, Bacon. You were thinking father, father, son. Uh, I was, it just, look. It's, yeah, I'm fucked up. It's fine. My brain, just don't worry how it works. So we find out that McClandis is Mr. Housing it. He wants to jack into uh, to Alex's body. So the Anthony Hopkins we've been seeing throughout the movie is a projection of him in his mind palace. I wish they would make a sequel to New Vegas. Oh, uh, yeah. I love New Vegas. It's the best. It it's, really is. Yeah, it's the best modern Fallout. Mm. So I got that right, right? Like, we... Did he just recently Mr. House himself, or has he been Mr. House? No, he this has been because uh, uh, that's why we never see him. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's been dead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Johnny Banks tells him he's he's been like this for weeks now. Yeah. So, but he's like in like a cry. He's like in a stasis. So that is his consciousness. Yes. And they're just trying to find because we'll soon meet his consciousness. Oh, we absolutely will. So. Now, as is going on, as we've mentioned before, um, there is a mutual respect between uh, Vicendic. Vicendic and Alex. So there's a big showdown in the bottom of the in the bottom of Shinra Tower between uh, the McClandis people and Vicendic's people. And so Vicendic's kind of like looking out. We find out he wants to get the job done, but he kind of hates McClandis's people. Right? Or he hates Michelet's people. Michelet's people. I'm sorry, Michelet's. The, the space guys. Yeah, Jonathan Banks. Yeah, Jonathan Banks. It's not necessarily McClandis' people, even though... Michel- he's, he's gone rogue at this point. Yeah, yeah, because he's trying to be like, fuck this old guy. I'm just basically going to delete his consciousness. Yep. Let him die, and I'm going to be the head of the corporation. Which, fucking fair. Why are we letting this fucking zombie Good guy move, run yeah. it? Yeah. So now well, we Well, because have to also, go- if you do that then you still have to deal with Emilio Estevez now being your boss. Because mm-hmm. Ahop's just going to live in Emilio Estevez. And fuck me, right? Like, Imagine that guy being your boss. Yeah, like he's like, Emilio Estevez is talking in a fucking British accent now. He's like, hey. Hello, I'm Emilio Estevez. Hello, Clarice. Always wants his fava beans. And oh, hey, hands. Clarice. <laughs> Do you still hear the lambs? <laughs> Hello, Clarice. You still hear the lambs? The lambs, Clarice. They're crying out. Do you hear them? Uh, so they go to the top of Shinra Tower, which looks like, if anyone remembers the, the classic animated uh, special Tiny Toons, How I Spent My Summer Vacation, they're in the centrifuge ride at Happy World Land yes. that turns people into goop. Nice. So they go all the way. It's the 200th floor. They're so high up in that the air. That building is not stable. No. And with these little nodules, which, do the nodules do anything? They make it look futury. They make they don't spin though. They no. look like they should spin. It does not catch wind to tell you the direction. It's just they're going to get hit by lightning like all they're the just time. Just knobs. Yeah. So they go into the fucking. They go through a sphincter door that goes into the, the spiritual switchboard. Yes, and we see a giant eye because it's the future. Because it's eye and eye. <laughs> oh fuck! I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking like oh this anthony hopkins persona has actually just been like a computer generation like 
Hey man, it's us. We want to get into your body. It's I and I. And then Randy Quaid's just back. (laughs) (laughs) He's making a new version of the freaks. You know, alternating consciousness. So it's a beautiful fucking thing. We we get like kind of. um, I hate to use everything in video game references, but it's like when when you get Gaia and fucking uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and like the world behind you. Just get the big panoramic view of like a mesa, like they're in the desert. Anthony Hopkins' consciousness appears before them wearing a white suit. And this is, so he basically gives away his story here. Yeah. Why he's doing this. And it's essentially because he's so fucking horny for Rene Russo. <laughs> well, come on, man. Yeah, that's what he says it. He's like, I, I just need, he, and he tries to convince her like, hey, I know you don't want to bang me down, but you used to bang this guy down. That's why I picked him. And right. also this marks the first time he has been on set with another person in yes. this movie. And even that is questionable because no. this whole thing is shot in blue screen. He did because the only reason he took this job, I watched an interview with him. He wanted to meet Mick Jagger. That was it. That was it. So the, the showdown we're getting to is so he could show up and meet Mick Jagger. Have like 50 seconds because he's like a big stones guy. Yep. And he's like, all right, I'm out. He's like, hey, man, love. Can you hear me knocking? Yeah. Let's do this shit. Okay. Let's fucking go. Let's rock and roll. I guess I can hang out with Emilio. Sir Anthony Hopkins. That's, you know, that's a respectable deal. So now he gets his first kind of on-screen meeting we see with Mick Jagger through the the video screen, but they will meet in person soon enough. But yeah, in terms of like big, I I guess if you had to have the final confrontation with the, the mastermind, he has to give the classic villain speech. I was really bummed that he just, it was like, I just want to fuck you. Yeah, it's like, I just want to bone her, but <laughs> yeah. she didn't want to bone, but she used to bone you. She's bone you, so if my dick is now your dick... Then our dick... It's fine, actually. ...can be her dick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you you know that becomes dick? a problem when you say that in front of the girl that you're trying to fuck? Right. Like, if she didn't know, and she's like, hey, just, hey, look, yeah, be, they, let me be you, we're going to have a bunch of money, and also it'll he be cool. immediately flips script and is like, but you know what, I guess I lose, so I'm just going to transfer everything to you real quick, so mm-hmm. could, you, could you start typing these numbers right. real fast there, buddy? But he's bullshitting. Oh, definitely. He's definitely trying to do a, a little trick. This is the least covered bullshit ever, yeah, too. Yeah, it's the least convincing, like, wait, I'm actually doing a nice thing. You never buy it for a second, because he's always like, gosh, I thought really hard about it, and it turns out I'm kind of a bad guy. He's like, aw shucks. Aw shucks. Aw geez. I did an oopsie. Guess I shouldn't have saved you from death so that I could try to use your body. Yeah. So he's like, I'll just let you be. I'll let you fucking F1 driver. I will just delete my rich ass self real quick. I'm going to just euthanize myself. Because we know super corporate rich people are very giving and generous. As we know, in, in the year of our Lord 2023... All of the big billionaires of corporations are benevolent and good. Yeah. Yeah. So why would it be any different in the alternate you know, universe of 2009? They're just getting out of the banking crisis at this point, you know? It's kind of still in the shit. Yeah, they're not even thinking about penis ships in space. So. Yeah, you just got that big bailout money, you know? I mean, so they bring out a fucking crystal yeah, laser. Yeah, because Vicendic shows up and then McClanus is like, finally, I had to talk to this nerd for like five minutes. Yeah. Here's a cool guy. Yeah. Finally, someone who isn't a virgin. Yeah. Let's hang out. Who's never fucked in his life, which we mean Emilio Estevez. Not the character of Alex, uh, what the fuck his name is. Thank you. (laughs) No, I mean Emilio Estevez personally. Uh, Emilio, email me. I got some shit I got to talk to you about. So we get, essentially, uh, they link up. So they're about to start transferring consciousness. 
Um, and as this is happening, we basically go into the crossfire commercial where they're like, crossfire. Oh, yeah, like they're sitting away from each other and like lasers are shooting between their heads. That's an addition. But like things are flopping around and we're seeing memories. And I'm pretty sure. Yep, there it is. That we get a shot like the 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 memory that flashes in Alex's head is the one time his character fucked Renee Russo. Or at least fucked on top of her. Yeah, like missionary <laughs> position. And I was like, whoa, he remembers fucking Renee Russo and exploding. <laughs> That's the two memories we see. We don't even see the Emilio Estevez lookalike kid where we, we get like, childhood. it's his childhood. Yeah, don't see nothing. parents, nah. family. The one time I got my nut off and the time I exploded Vinegar strokes and explosions. And that's it. <laughs> Next, that's fucking it. It's a very, it's a beautiful mind. It's very Look, if you if, if your mind's being erased, oh, and then we he's gonna think about Nickelodeon. You're gonna think about blasting into Rene Russo. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's fucking. I'd be there, you know. Same, actually. So the transfer starts to happen. We see, we see the body, the, which is the represented, the represented consciousness of of Alex begins flying in the air, like no. I'm being deleted. Uh, but then Mike Airman Trout, hard ass killer, comes in, fucking shoots a little. So they have crystal. shoots the crystal, which, by the way, I have to say, when I said the building didn't spin, inside the chamber is a kind of smaller version of the top of the building right. that does spin, that spins and transfers consciousness and has a crystal in it. How much cooler would this building have been if they had a giant fucking crystal sitting at the top? But of it? then you would have known it was an evil building the whole time. Or like, I don't know, the fucking No, the moment lightning strikes that crystal, that's opening That's a, hell. That's opening a portal. That's an eldritch abomination. Yeah. I mean, the old gods. The are tentacles coming. are coming through the clouds. Right. It's just the ending of fucking watching. Just viewing them, them you'll have to roll a D100 for sanity. <laughs> mhm. And yeah. I love BRP games. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Uh so now it looks like the transfer has happened. Uh, you know, there is no body of McCandice because he's already in. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's been dead. dead. So we were just seeing the representation of his consciousness. His matrix form. Yes. So it's gone. Emilio's back up and everyone draws their fucking guns on him and they're like, what's going on? Who are you? Are you actually, are you Alex or are you McClandis? And he's like, I'm McClandis. Without even attempting an accent. Oh, yeah, I'm McClandis. Yeah. It's me. It's me, McClandis. It's me, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, blimey. Uh, cheerio. Pip, pip, cheerio. Love a sneaky Nando's, I do. That's You're giving said. him way too much credit. Uh, yeah, I am. So yeah, they have we the know showdown. as soon as he got into there, he'd just be like, hey, guys, it's me, Renee. Let's go. Yeah. He's like, let's go. Let's get to the fuckmobile. So what they try to do to verify it is they're like, give us your personal passcode to like log back into the system or whatever. And he just, and uh, so. He's just like, three? Estevez is like, six, one, two. Niner. Alpha. He's just doing these fucking numbers. So Jagger's like looking at his little deal and he's like, that's right. That was the code. And then fucking Airman Trout's like, all right then, motherfucker. I can't believe my shit fucking failed. So I'm just going to shoot you. And he just gets fucking RoboCop. Like he just gets fucking obliterated uh, with future guns. Jagger just shoots him. Jagger blows him away. Actual bullets, not lasers. They just murder a guy who's like the second in command of a corporation. No one's going to ask questions. More like Mike Airman dead. And then Emilio pretends like, oh, I've never been in a body before. Let me move my arm things. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. I sold my Sir Anthony Hopkins body for this tiny little Young, arm. supple yeah. thing. <laughs> now I'm this 
Now I am a halfling. And <laughs> they, awesome. they get into the car to <laughs> leave. Anthony Hopkins yeah, isn't they, tall. They, they have to, now that it's, it's because it was Anthony Hopkins' car, now it's Emilio S.'s car. They got to get him a booster seat. Which is, yeah, he's in his like little boy <laughs> booster. So first off, at the end of this, it's like, ah, I am Rich McClandis. I'm going to, and his name's not, he's just Rich. He's McClandis and he's Rich. His name isn't Richard McClandis as far as I know. So they get in the car and it's just a fucking old, like Rolls. Like it's just like a fucking 19 fucking 50s Rolls Royce. Of course, who, because you know, in future New York where everyone is fucking shooting bazookas at each other, you want to keep inconspicuous. Yeah. So you're in this fucking hundred year old car. You know what I mean? So to wrap it up, fucking finally, thank God. It turns out, uh, as you know, we what we think is McClandis gets in the car, and Julie just goes along with him. She's yeah. just like, guess this is my fate now. Guess I gotta fuck my old boyfriend's tiny body with an old man brain in it. But then they're stopped. Poor Emilio. But we're just we're fucking killing him. I don't even dislike him. Like this is just I just started doing the joke and it was like I have to double down gotta, every time. Just goes. So Jagger stops them. We'll dedicate this podcast to him. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, yeah, a love letter to Emilio Estevez. That's a bit much. Uh, yeah, it's, he's it's fucking. Bad. Look, it's a bad movie. He knows it's a fucking. I think if I could sit down, you know, and look down at him and say, Emilio, did you think this was a good movie? You sit him down on top of the text. Yeah, as no, as I as I put him on my knee and kind of bounce it like he's my nephew. <laughs> the best part is like I'm five ten. It's not like I'm fucking tall. So as uh, McClandis, quote unquote, and Julie are leaving, they are stopped at a roadblock by Vicendic, and he walks up to the window. And he says, ah, I knew you weren't McClandis because McClandis doesn't know how to fucking drive for some reason. Because yeah, he's rich. I get, yeah. I kind of like, it's like a succession thing. Like you never see any of the characters actually driving their own fucking car. So, haha, got you. You're an F1 driver. It's you. You're actually Alex. He's like, wink, wink. And he tells Julie, you'll have to train him better. Yeah. And he, you know, I mean, it's, it's fucking awful. So, um... That's my thought. So anyway, they drive oh, off into the sunset. But not before. She d- Julie didn't know that he was still Alex. Right. She was accepting a very grim So thing. when Vicendic says that, he looks over to her. Alex does. Winks uh-huh. and says, nibble my ear. For luck. For luck. For luck. Which immediately I just wanted to die. We wrapped it up, folks. It came full fucking circle. That yes. That's how we know it's Alex. And that's Free Jack. They drive off into whatever fucking dumb adventure. I mean, let's be real here. The world still fucking sucks. Yeah, but so they're rich. They are rich. <laughs> so it doesn't so suck for them. Free Jack 2 is actually Alex Furlong trying to save the world with uh-huh. all his uh, rich guy money. And that was such He's, a bad no. idea. Nobody ma- even no one thought about it. making it. Well, yeah. Was that actually ever an idea? Oh, I have no fuck out. Oh, okay. No. He's absolutely like, no, Rene Russo is going to run the company now. Mm -hmm. Alex is just going to be there. He's probably going to get like, he's going to reinvent F1. He's like, let me take some of this money. We're going to make some F1 cars. He's just going to Twitch stream with like a fucking e car. Like he's going to have like the fucking $500 little setup with the fucking, you know what I'm talking about? You ever seen those things? He's going to make noise. Hey, hey, Julie. And then you say, hey, Julie. (laughs) Hey, Julie, do you remember when I used to drive? And she's like, 
That's very nice. She's like, I'm fucking busy. Yeah. I'm fucking doing Julie, deals I need, here. I need my juice box and my orange slice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running the fucking company. <laughs> She's like, I fucked this guy. I can't believe it. And that's Free Jack. So, so who was your favorite character? Um, it's got to be Jagger, right? Yeah, definitely. I think. It's either him or in the brief appearance. Amanda uh, Plummer. Amanda Plummer, and also the angry guy in the diner. That dude ruled. In no particular order, because I don't want to insult anybody here. I'm not trying to insult people on this podcast. Uh, it's one of those three people. You are very mild-tempered. I am. I'm gentle and accepting and loving. So, Vicendic by far for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one else came close. Okay. Travis? I always like seeing... Uh davy joe in a movie because he always plays a scumbag yeah he always plays like the scummiest piece of shit so i remembered he was in this movie so when alex first got into the cab i was so fucking stoked i was hoping because i thought i just put his character from (laughs) he's gotta be a cat yeah right i was like oh here we go (laughs) nice callback yeah but no no but he was good he's got like a perfect fucking yeah he's good in everything yeah yeah he's He's just crusty yeah it rules uh, I have not listened to a single fucking New York Dolls song in my entire life. I assume they're good. Eh? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan. Okay. What, what's the closest comp? Like, genre-wise. 70s glam punk? Probably like That's, it. yeah, pretty yeah, much I'd probably is. enjoy it. Okay, so, um, you know, do we, have, do we have star ratings? What do you want to give this? Joe, the whole thing here, and I kind of teased it. Joe, when we first watched this movie... A thousand years ago, you were much higher on it, but has your opinion stayed the same? No, no. So when we first watched this back in like 2009. Uh Uh-huh. In Obama's America. I gave this in my brain a whole four stars out of five. Uh Uh-huh. And on rewatching it, it ended up with a two and a half. And let me tell you why. Yes. Because Emilio Estevez gets zero stars. Okay. Mick Jagger gets five stars. Mm -hmm. So I gave him the average. Just between those two. I split the difference. Split the difference. Well, kind of. It'd be more like a one star. Because if it's a zero, <laughs> half of zero is still zero. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> no, you combine them to get the Oh, average. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you just cut it in half. You're right. Yeah. I'm fucking dumb. Hey, my brother's a math doctor. I'm... So I can't disappoint. I'm an idiot. So that's cool. All right. Travis. Ooh, yeah. The, the second time watching this through, the, the first time I was pumped on it, I was like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, even give it a reboot. It, go wild with it. And then having to sit through, what's a nice way to say dog shit acting? I think that's the nicest okay, way to say it. That's probably, yeah. I just... um, a, and uh, what's the word? Like an effortful but misguided performance. <laughs> if I were writing like, for the like, thing a is, this review. movie could have been. A lot better with a strong male lead. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, th- I think the it would have changed everything because the cast was good minus like, him. Uh, what I think happened is Emilio got a, lot, a little too greedy. Uh huh. He's like, I would put out two movies this year. It's like, dude, just put out the ducks and shut up. So you think he had like an, a finite amount of acting juice in him? I think he has. He had a finite amount of acting juice. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't think it replenishes. Right. Yeah. It's got to take time. So he spent it all on the Ducks He one. spent it all on the Ducks. Yeah. Where he also played just like a greasy scumbag lawyer. Mm-hmm. But Relatable. But so much more of an interesting character. Yeah. Uh, so did you rate it? Did I miss it? You no, did not I get the stars. Yet. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, Go with your gut. Yeah, it's a two. 
two, two for me. Two. Brent? I think that you have a great supporting cast. I kind of agree with your assessment, Joe. Like, you needed a better lead. Emilio Estevez, as much shit as I've given him, I know he, there's something in there. It just wasn't there, this movie. Like, it was just flat. He and Rene er, Russo had zero chemistry. Yeah. So the kind of... The love story driving plot just never fucking landed. And it was kind of a thing where this movie needed, I think, a little bit more budget. It was a little... Whatever they had, I they think needed, needed like a, another hunt, like 20 grand or it something. Needed I don't know. Better 90s acting. Money. Yes. Less action scenes and more mm. actual story. Yeah, I think... If, yeah, if you kind of like really made it like a, like a th- thriller more so than like an action movie. Yeah, because this is just... Cat and mouse strung together with right. awkwardly long scenes in between. This is the fugitive, but in the future. And, and shit. And shitty. And there's other things. Look, I'm just trying to fucking And find nothing it. iconic. No. But Except Mick Jagger was very the 3D good. nudes. And 3D nudes is pretty good. And the one titty in that one club. Uh, so I give it one titty out of five. No. Uh, my actual rating is, I think, a two. I think two. As far as living up to my memories, it kind of did. Yeah. Like, I remembered liking it more when I was a kid, but I also remembered it feeling like it went on forever because we watched this with commercials back then. Yeah. So this was like a three-hour block on TNT. That's insane. For those listening, I'm, you know, through the magic of editing, this will go by a little bit more breezy. We've been having the movie play at two times speed while we recorded this, and it still feels like fucking And we've still almost forever. been recording for two hours now. Yeah. It's nuts. This movie is too goddamn long. Cut it down. Um, so I have a question. Yeah. Given the ability to go back in time and change things, we're not getting that deep. Okay. <laughs> I was like, let's fucking go. 30 more minutes, baby. Who would you cast as the leading man in this? Keeping in mind 1992. 1992. <sighs> I mean, you could do a Tom Cruise. He'd fit the profile. Yeah. Also short. Yeah. Short King. But he would live up to Short King. Yeah, exactly. He has Short King energy. Uh, you could do that. Um, I mean, any he, dumb fucking futuristic thing. You could do Schwarzenegger. He's too big, though. He's but too you big know for who, this. You know who yeah. does good time traveling movies? Who? Van Damme? Yep. Oh, John claude Yep. I got I got a curveball for you. get the y'all. splits? I think that would still fucking suck. But way more fun. it would suck fun. more fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got a curveball. It would be terrible. Well, because the fight scenes would be better, too. Yeah. Swayze. Oh, I, yeah, but I feel Swayze like that'd be a waste be of Swayze. It is. Well, Not if it pulled the whole movie up. Right. Yeah, but I feel like everybody in like the whole supporting cast, I feel like Swayze would be up here. He would just outact everybody. Like, you put Roadhouse Swayze in this? Well, yeah. yeah. Like, do you really think Swayze's like that much of a? I like Swayze. I like Swayze too, but like in terms of pure acting chops, you're no, like no, not at, just that, just the fact that I like Swayze. Okay, I you think he's like, fucking Swayze. Yeah, <laughs> you'd never be able to look at anyone else. You're like fucking Patrick Swayze. Okay, uh, yeah, I think those are some good options. Yeah, all of those I would mean, be better. Cruz would absolutely fucking elevate. Yeah, those. he'd own it. Yeah, so that'd be the ideal. Uh, so recommendation? Do we recommend this? I do, but only for Jagger. Okay. And a little bit of La Bamba Bob. La Bamba Bob. La, yeah, La Bamba Bob, Bob. If you know what you're getting into, uh, if you think it's going to like change your life and be one of those, oh, it's going to be a cult classic. It's going to be no. so awesome. No, no. Don't do that. No. It's too, and and it, don't it, watch it twice within <laughs> like a month. <laughs> yeah, even a month was too soon to watch this yeah, movie. Sit Far down, watch soon. it once, plan your day around it. 
Maybe check your phone while you're watching it. Yeah. You know. There's a lot of real long scenes where you don't need to pay Hit attention. the wordle. Hit the quirtle. Yeah. Hit the weaver. Ooh. Hit the waffle. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Throwing that out. That's my dailies. By the way, I got to do those or I'm going to lose my streak. So, Joe, that's fucking free, Jack. What do we have up next? Well, next, we're going back to a time long ago in a land far away. Back when men were men. Manly men? And they wore tights. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck. We just gave it away. See you next time on Video City. Next time on Video City. Can we all do the Tim Allen noise? Huh? Okay. Huh? Uh? Oh, there you go. That's okay. good. Ba-dum-bum. Beep, 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 beep.